and you are watching another Blewitz Blitz film review. He has that ability to, trust me, he definitely does. Just his ability to catch balls outside of his frame, his leaping ability, his ability to hang in the air, his yak ability, it's, it's, it's all there. Lowers his helmet, low man wins, bang, rocks the guy. Hall running free, Brees Hall inside the 10, he's gonna score! The, the corners all do their job. You know, if you look at the if you look at the picture right here, lock, lock, lock. Third and one. Dude, it's always drilled. What a great defensive play. I don't try to Monday morning quarterback any of the reviews I do, and I'll try to be honest with a lot of those things I, I put up. And you are watching slash listening to another edition of Blue It Splits. Kyle, we took a bye week. We are back. A lot of good things happened since the last time we spoke about two weeks ago. Um, but first, what's going on, man? Yeah, bye week just like the Jets. And sweet bye week for a change. It's nice to go into a bye week off a big W. Mm. And hopefully, you know, the Jets are one of, of the worst <laughs> teams historically coming off the bye. It yeah. would be a travesty to drop a game to the Giants. So, But I'm doing pretty good, you know. Hey, listen. Uh, there's a lot of Eagles fans in this area, as you know, and you know, worst fans in the league, maybe possibly very soon they are. at the top of they, the list. They are. They, yeah. It's going so to be zero and 12 against them to hear them constantly running in the mouse. It was nice to, you know, say, Oh yeah, you guys lost to the jets. Right. <laughs> so yeah. Nice. And especially going to the stadium and seeing all their fans and tailgating with some of their fans actually who came to the tailgate. Um, not my friends, but other people's friends and hearing them talk the entire time, you know, being able to see the Eagles fans and do the Eagles chants and fly Eagles fly and all that shit to the Eagles fans walking out. It was very, very, very nice. Um, I'm surprised there weren't more fights, honestly. Um, but nonetheless, very, very nice to go to the stadium, which by the way, Kyle, um, you didn't go to week one. You haven't been to, to any of the games so far. So and especially after Zach Wills or uh, Aaron Rodgers goes down, you're like, okay, I don't know. <laughs> you know, at that point, are you going to any games this year? But now, three and three, Giants coming up, a potential dub there. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Chargers, Monday Night Football, four and three Jets. Well, two, three weeks ago, whenever it was, I think it was three weeks ago now on, on that stream, I said that if the Jets offense, this was after the Wilson chiefs game which was the best game of his career i have no problem saying that i'm pretty sure you agree with that mm -hmm. uh and just thinking like okay we always knew he had the talent if he can keep this up and the offense if they win each of the next two games which they did but the offense looks great in each of them i said i would go to this giants game well the offense didn't look great in both <laughs> of those two games so yeah. i'm not gonna be going to this one as much as yeah. i kind of do want to go to a giants game but like Oh man! You want the real atmosphere. If we, if you want the real atmosphere, else? huh? You want the real atmosphere if you're going to a game for one game this this season. Like Giants, Jets would be nice, especially if you win. It. L losing would really suck walking out. But the Chargers don't have any fans in LA, so if you go to a Jets game, for, hopeful four and three team on Monday Night Football, it's going to be at least ninety percent Jets fans, and it's been pretty loud. Credit to the Jets fans who are, who have been there, and obviously some sold their tickets. And there's a sea of red during the Chiefs game, and there's a lot of green from the Eagles fans um, in in the stadium. But when Jets fans are given or they're given something to be loud about, they've been pretty loud this season. So Chargers Monday Night Football four and three Jets with you know the the Raiders ahead of them six and three maybe staring them down you know staring them down. It's a pretty exciting game to go to. Maybe maybe I'll think about it. I mean, listen, we're hearing more and more chatter about, you know, Connor Hughes was amongst 
some of the people who said this that you know Rodgers could even come back potentially for the final week of the season it kind of seems unrealistic especially you know, just given the nature of that injury to begin with and then just yeah. hearing his comments on McAfee's show recently where he, he you know he feels like he had a tough week of rehab and you know was maybe not as progressing as much as he was previously uh if they make the playoffs and he's actually starting, you know, I'd have to really seriously give consideration to going into a game. Um, but I don't know. We'll see how the, the rest of the season goes. I mean, like listen, if they start just going on a huge winning streak or, you know, just having some really impressive wins against some really good opponents or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I, I wanted to go to several Aaron Rodgers games this year, not Zach Wilson games. So when, when, you know, when week one happened, that kind of really put a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah, well, I'm excited regardless, just because, you know, after obviously going to the season, you got season tickets, you're going to see all these home games with Rodgers and all these night games and all that stuff. And then it turns into Zach Wilson again, and you think it might be repeats of the Lions, the Jaguars last year, the Ravens, etc. And then they're actually turning the around where they're, where they're winning some games. They competed with the Chiefs. They should have freaking won that game. They beat the Bills. They beat the Eagles. You know, it's it's, it's actually been pretty fun to be at, at the stadium. So um yeah you know hopefully hopefully monday night football four and three they can take care of your business there and then you're going to to vegas versus a pretty bad raiders team um so yeah we'll we'll see are, are you still going are so. you were thinking about backing out of that vegas game but that was kind of on your preseason list of games to go to are you potentially going to that we'll see we will see it depends it depends if Vinny could hook it up a little bit but <laughs> we'll get to that later we'll get that in uh in, in two weeks so um dakota we'll say hello to you uh get hunter renfro mentioning the, the raiders kyle and we'll kind of let the chat run this one a little bit just because it's been um a few you know it's been over a week since the eagles game so we're not going to hit that right on the head we'll kind of just drift around a little bit trade deadline is the 31st which is what is that monday tuesday that's monday four o'clock so Monday at four, Monday at four o'clock. Is there anything at this point, Kyle, that you want to see the jets to do? Obviously there's been a few O-line kind of and receiver. O-line and receiver for sure. Anybody in mind? Obviously Hunter Renfro is, is mentioned here, but any, any other targets that you've been here, like heard float around that you think is a possibility. Okay. So there's the Broncos wide receivers. Truthfully, I'm not, I don't know that I'm really interested. I mean, like I, I think they would definitely be an upgrade and, is it just going to be worth the price is what I really wonder. I was looking yeah. at some of Cortland Sutton stats over his career and they were kind of underwhelming. Like as big as a guy as he is, his touchdown numbers are really kind of garbage. So is he like, you know, and NFL Denzel Mims in the red zone? Like, you know, that's less than uh thrilling. Uh, Jerry Judy, dude, you saw, you heard the Steve Smith assassination of him. Oh my god, dude! And 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 with that being said, Kyle, Steve Smith's my favorite receiver of all time. Like he just is. I just like I I loved I loved the attitude when he was playing. You know, even if I don't agree, like agree with all of his opinions now, I didn't really know his opinions when I was watching him play when I was you know nine years old, ten years old. Um, but I love him. And then I didn't see it actually happen because I wasn't watching the game. I forgot what I was doing. And I saw the aftermath on on Twitter. Um, absolutely roasted him. And then there was some segment of it. I forget exactly when it happened. But I think it was like at halftime he's like yeah he has one catch right now or something like that like following up the original beef so he got absolutely cooked on uh was that thursday night football i believe it was right yeah it was a thursday night game yeah against the chiefs i believe mm-hmm. in kansas city yeah and, and and there's some guys out there like we can talk about jerry judy or versus sutton versus you know obviously mike evans was was a hope a couple of weeks ago but they can actually win their division with how bad they are you know that division is um but you know maybe hollywood brown or you're talking about a hunter renfro well, so i think if you're the um, bucks you're also realizing we're not going to probably be that high to draft a quarterback 
And Baker is – he's not old. He is young. So he's mm-hmm. one of these guys who you, you consider in that QB purgatory range where he's never going to be elite, but he could maybe be serviceable, a la Jared Goff. You know, and mm-hmm. you seriously consider, like, if he brings you to the playoffs and, you know, he plays pretty well and he has played decent in his career at certain mm-hmm. times, maybe you pay him. But you can't really give him a fair assessment if you don't have a quality receiver like Evans. So it does seem increasingly unlikely that he'd be dealt unless they just get absolutely, you know, obliterated tonight and Baker shits the bed and, you know, maybe Mike Evans talks about wanting out. Then then maybe no, we, we, want, we want a big bucks W tonight. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, now in terms of the receivers, it's just I would like them to make a move, Kyle. Now, you know, what's the more important position between tackle slash even guard now for the Jets to bring in a receiver? Maybe a conversation for a different day. But you look at receiver with the Jets and obviously Hardman's gone now, which, you know, they traded what up 25, 30 spots, whatever it is from the seventh round to the, to the sixth round, basically for, you know, Hardman who they gave a $4 million contract with incentives, I think like up to five and a half or $6 million, whatever exactly um, it was, but obviously a failed signing. And we could talk about why, and we have talked about why I think once Rogers goes down it obviously limits his role, I hate that the people who say, Oh, well, he lost his role to Gibson. Gibson haven't, He's caught like what two balls, three balls. He has a couple of rushes. You know, he didn't. He didn't. He saw like four offensive snaps yeah. with touches in the first four weeks. Like he didn't lose his role. Do you want so to Gibson, take a moment to like maybe talk about that a little bit more? Like, why do you think like hmm. what kind of plays and stuff uh, out of what types of formations were they going to run with Rodgers using Hardman that they're not going to run now to the point where Hardman was going to be as we heard in the preseason. According to Connor Hughes, he's quote very involved in this offense, and now he's just completely uninvolved. Like, I just yeah. don't get such a disparity right there. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's they wanted him for more deep shot type of plays where they're not running that with Zach Wilson, or if it's a thing where they thought they're going to be ahead of the sticks on a lot of these downs and they're going to run more motion and trick plays and jet sweeps and all that stuff with them. I don't. I don't know. But he got phased out. But once he was once he was signed, Kyle, like I did the review and we talked about it. We didn't think he was going to be a great fit with Rodgers anyway. So I didn't really even necessarily understand the signing um, at, at the time. But, yeah, you, you trade him, you know, 30, 30 spots up, which honestly, like at that point, Kyle, you want to get him off the team if he's not happy here, obviously. And you want to keep a good re- reputation through the league with other players because players will talk about that and consider that in free agency and stuff if you treat your players right. Um, but at the, at the point where you're trading up like 30 picks from, you know, I, I don't know, whatever the, whatever the seventh round pick is to a sixth round pick, like 300 to 270, um, is it worth it at that point when you don't really have a lot of receiver depth? You know, you don't, even if you want Gibson over him, Hardman has a five. Is he is he worth that? So you can ask those questions about that trade. Obviously, it didn't work out. It is what it is. But past that, Kyle, we have Cobb playing about 50-ish percent of the reps this season. I don't know exactly what the number is, but somewhere around 50% of the reps. We know that we, we, we were fine with him as receiver five. Receiver three with a UDFA behind him with Irv, Charles, and Brownlee behind those guys. Like if you're playing a team who's, you know, like let's, let's say the Giants this week, I believe they're heavy man coverage when they're blitzing so much. Maybe it's a lot of zone blitzes. I don't really know a lot of their, um, their, their defense, but – Who's getting open versus man coverage on this team other than Garrett, other than Garrett Wilson and, and, and Tyler Conklin? None of the receivers can really win. So getting somebody who's just decent, like we can argue over Hunter Renfro, is he, is he worth the money or Marquise Brown or whoever it is, but just adding somebody to this offense to get open, um, I think would legitimately help help a ton. So, Yeah, and is even Brown going to be available? Because there's a lot of talk about 
Marie how the Cardinals want to play Kyler. And yeah. the whole reason Brown was traded was for Kyler because the two of them played at Oklahoma and stuff and have a relationship. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I suppose almost any player really is available if the price is right. But, you know, we don't really want to give up a ton for Hollywood Brown, who's really, really hasn't done, I don't think, a lot this year. And he is coming off a season-ending injury last year. So mm-hmm. the Jets are definitely in a rough spot. Uh, some of it's out of their control with the injuries and the retirement of uh, Corey Davis. But, uh, yeah, failed signing, trading away Elijah Moore, who I don't know how he's been playing this year. It seems like he's had a couple moments, but, you know, it seems like he's been kind of a little bit uh, underwhelming. But the Jets need to do something, man. I don't know. And I'm sure that there's going to be people in the chat talking about Devontae Adams. There was a big Schefter report. Who? Schefter? Hey, listen, you know, his – his accuracy, his credibility isn't exactly, I guess, what it used to be, but yeah, he's usually spot. pretty spot on. Um, mm-hmm. And there was a report that they have no interest in trading him. And even if they did, we've talked about this so much that how can that contract really work out? I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. Feasible. It doesn't seem feasible. Even even getting him in the offseason seems you know pretty difficult. Um, I don't know the exact contract numbers, but still somewhat difficult. So to do it in season, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it happening for the Jets this year, especially considering Rodgers most likely. You know, we hope he comes back, but it, how realistic is it? You know, would you rather just use those assets um, or less assets to get him later on? You know, d- down down the road when maybe it would even afford you more cap flexibility. Because I don't know what the the hits they would have to take if they traded for him this year or this season versus, you know, obviously in the 2024 offseason. But um, and then and then you're looking at offensive line too, Kyle, at this point, you know, and and that's a, another kind of topic in, uh, around the trade, the trade deadline here is, is there any moves to make there? Because obviously ABT is gone. We don't know how long Tippmann's out. It seems that they didn't put him on IR. Um, so he's probably gonna be back within the next couple of weeks, which when he went down, I just assumed it was a season ending thing based on Salah saying it's going to be a while, be a while, but you can't trust Salah. If he says it's going to be a week, it's a month. If he, if he says it's going to be a while, it's a day. I, you know, you don't really know with what he says, but, um, is there any moves you would make there? You know, maybe trade, well, I guess the old friends we'd have in like Tristan, well, Tristan Cologne would know the system. Um, so you trade for a guy like that. You trade for a freaking Kelvin Beecham backup right tackle on the Cardinals right now, old friend. You know, because listen, like if people will bitch about it, like, oh, you know, Kelvin Beecham's terrible. Well, is he better than I would trade Billy a Turner? Pick for Kelvin Beecham. Is he better than Billy Turner at this at this point? And like the same thing with the receivers, like, oh my God, they suck. Would you rather have Hunter Renfro and maybe have to overpay him for you know a couple of million dollars over having Randall Cobb take 50% of your snaps? Yeah, maybe not ideal, but I like one situation over the other. So um I th- I think Hunter Renfro, if you were to trade for him. Um, I don't know exactly how the contract works. I think that hits like 13 million this year. So I think we'd absorb most of that. Um, Lawson's making about eight. So we have to pay another 5 million this year. Again, could be a little bit off on the numbers. And I think next year, I saw on Twitter, if it's a post June 1st, there's like a $5 million hit that could be spread over years for next year. And we save $8 million if we cut them. So basically he's worth 18 million and, and you'd have to spread out $5 million the next three years if you were to trade for him so is that is a guy like that worth it kyle with you know the lawson um with with lawson being a potential guy they would trade you know hunter renfro for whether it be for more picks or just straight up that's been something that's been thrown around a little bit on twitter um because lawson's obviously not seeing a lot a lot of reps i I think he said something today like he you know he wants to help the jets win but he's not he doesn't want to be a cheerleader at the same time so um, what are your thoughts I really on haven't been impressed by Lawson at all this year. I'm not no. saying he hasn't had any pressures or anything like that. However, exactly you want to um, quantify that or define that. But mm-hmm. uh, 
mm-hmm. he's been quite underwhelming. And listen, who am I going to play him over at this point? I don't want to play him over McDonald. I want to see McDonald, you know, kind of you know really get into that. He's not comfortable yet in that role, and it's just going to take him time and experience, but I think he'll eventually get there. Uh, Jermaine Johnson, he's had a couple of his best games strung together. Uh, you know, uh, Bryce Huff is an absolute animal coming off the edge right now. So, I mean, like, sorry, Carl, but uh, really love the signing when it happened. But, you know, we knew health was always going to be a factor. It has been a factor, you know, seizing injury, injury last year, uh, injury that sidelined him for the vast majority of the preseason this year. And then he just really hasn't looked that explosive this year. So the video uh, of the back, him running straight up, just ended it all. That's when all my, my, my hopes crashed down for him at that moment. I was like, okay, this might be, this might be bad. Yeah. He's kind of useless. Right. And, and, and it's just, you're in this weird spot where, okay, you always want depth and stuff, but you can only have so many guys active on game day. And of course you're so, you know, you have so much depth at D line any given week, you're going to put him inactive or Clemens inactive or, you know, somebody. And, you know, like Clemens was inactive against the Eagles, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I take Clemens in the run game over, I over Carl Lawson. So Clemens and, and special teams, Clemens gives you something on special teams. I don't know if Lawson gives you anything on special teams. So, you know, to keep Carl Lawson here with that contract is even going to suit up week in week out. Like on a third down situation, he might be able to give you some juice off the edge, especially if you're a little thin there because of some injuries or whatever. But I mean, like there's a reason he's not playing a lot and it's very justifiable. Um, yeah, it seems, so- it seems like he lost some of his agility too. Like, and, and he was never necessarily like an agile player. Like he was more power than, than agility, but he could still win with some agility, you know, co- co- like combined with his power. But when you completely lose it, he's just not going to be, He's not like a big enough player to just bull rush and and, and be powerful on, on the edge, especially with the short arms and stuff. So I think he just lost a little bit. Hopefully you can get rid of him. Um, you know, again, love the signing like like you did. And then, you know, post post loss and, um, you know, there's been some Dalvin Cook stuff, you know, today. I, I didn't really see the tweets or like all the uh, all the chatter about it. But apparently he's you know saying he's not happy with his role and he needs more touches trade for him. The dude was sitting now, available you- for the pickings in free agency for, you know, nine years. Yeah. Now trade for him. Now trade assets to take the contract yeah. that nobody else wanted to sign him to. And he's like shit this season. And fumble. Yeah. He said he could you believe him, Kyle, that with more with more touches, he would be he would be better. Because that's apparently what he was throwing out there today, that he needs to get you know basically into a rhythm. He's a rhythm runner. <laughs> I mean, listen, there might be a little bit of truth to that, but at the same time, like, you know, you start taking more and more injuries and stuff, or more and more hits. He's averaging like two yards a carry. Yeah, no. I, I don't know. He's looked he's looked bad like he's looked totally not explosive like on any given play like there was a one play um i think it was right after zach hit uh garrett wilson on the long pass uh you know where zach you know he knew he was going to garrett wilson all the way but he looks off the safety and then goes to garrett late backed up in his own end zone the play right after i believe they ran some type of toss to the left breeze and breeze you know it was kind of clogged up a breeze on any given play he could potentially make a cutback and He's just sometimes just an arm away uh, of of breaking it for huge yardage. You don't see any of that with Dalvin. Like, when is Dalvin going to make, like, a big explosive run where he kind of, like, separates from people? He's not threatening any defense. No defense is scared of him right now. Like, defenses will stack the box. It's not in that, dude. Like, it's – it's and I don't – you know, I, I – Typically hesitate before I say that, but it's, it seems like there's like a lack of effort thing too in terms of like oh, driving yeah. for more yards and stuff, you know. So I don't like to like say that unless I really see it. But you could see it a little bit with him, like he doesn't want, um, he doesn't want the sauce basically. So if you could trade, I don't know again who's in a, who's in a trade for him, but there's something that's there's 
per like there's roster or there's bonuses for being active on game day. So do the Jets have the the gumption to just not make him active and save some money with him and just sit him on the bench? Because and it's weird because I've I, I've I've seen some like Michael Carter. I'm not gonna say like slander, but people kind of talking about okay, well maybe you bring up Izzy and and you make Carter inactive. But one who is pass protecting because Kyle, you've watched and I've watched Michael Carter's actually been pretty good in terms of you know third down pass protection this year. Mm-hmm. Um. And with that, like, has he been such a bad runner this year? Like, it, I, I, he's only been running the ball two or three times. It's not like I don't watch him like, oh, my God, that's a terrible play. Like, I don't see a, a bad player. As a runner, no, but he's dropped some passes that he definitely would love mm-hmm. to have gotten back, despite the fact okay. that he hasn't really gotten a lot of balls thrown his way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so now now pass and, and kind of bring it back to the offensive line, and we'll get back to the, back to the chat. But um, with talking about trade targets and all that stuff, just, again, to kind of run, uh, round it out, Dwayne Brown comes back. What, what do you do? I do like Becton at left tackle. He seems to be better there. Granted, we haven't seen a ton of him at right tackle. Um, let's see. I, I I don't like Max Mitchell at right tackle. I don't think he's been very good. Um, I understand he's a hell of a lot younger and potent, and more upside than Dwayne Brown, but I think I'm going Dwayne Brown left tackle, Makai Becton right tackle. Oh, yeah. I'm not with you there. I, I, I'm keeping Beckton at left tackle, man. Like, I, I think he could be the player who, who's your future at left tackle. Now, now, we have to talk about contracts. You know, is do they agree with Huff where they don't have to use a franchise on them, the franchise tag on them, where they can, you know, franchise Beckton with it? Like, there's so many possibilities that could happen, but I would prefer to ride Beckton out than, you know, the next, what, 10 games and see what he could be, or really 11 games, um, and see what he could be at left tackle, see if he can stay healthy. I don't want to be moving him around a, a ton. So if, if Dwayne Brown wants to come back, like, listen, I know he's played his entire career at left tackle. So he's either a really expensive backup left tackle, or if you want to play, dude, play right tackle. Like we saw Jason Peters play guard last year. You know, can he not, can he not do it? And even if he can't do it, Kyle, at least try, you know, why, why not try? And if Max Mitchell's a better player, then Max Mitchell's a better player, but I'm not, I'm not moving back to him at this point. He's, he's staying right at left tackle. I, I do not have a strong take to argue with you on this. So, because, You know, like I said, Becton has looked pretty damn good at left. He started there left. He wants to play left. And I do, I, I'm i rooting for the guy strongly to be the future. I mean, I, I do think, like, he's he's very immature in some ways, for sure. You know, uh, and you could see that with his social media antics. Okay. Uh, maybe not the sharpest tool in the shed either. Uh, but... But, but, no, but, can I, can I, can I, I'm going to interrupt you before you finish. I thought you were going to pull the old man thing and be like, well, that one play, he did point at the guy and he should have finished the play. I thought you were going there. I was kind of, no, I, I actually never, I was getting ready to cringe. I, okay, I didn't have, I was a, I didn't have a, a problem with him doing that at all. Okay, I, yeah, neither do I. Talk your shit on the field. Talk your shit on the field. Like, dude, you, you embarrassed the guy. You know, yeah. he wasn't going to make that play anyway. Like, I had no problem with it. Like, okay. there's even some like, you know, like he was kind of far. So like, if you go to bury him, like you, you could maybe miss and then give the guy an opportunity. Like, no problem with the play at all. Um, but I want Becton to be the future left tackle of the team. I mean, they drafted him to be the the blind side pass protector. Um, and you know, if you just like like look at some of the still photos that we saw, like him celebrating with Hackett and stuff, like. Uh, you know how he celebrated with Brees after Brees scored the touchdown against the Eagles. Like this guy, he does like playing football. I, I mean, like he's one of the yeah. guys who, who. There are some players who are interested in other things other than football. Like I think Becton is like a true sports guy. Like he's, you can see the way he tweets about basketball. Yeah, the heat nonstop. Like like, like mm-hmm. football. Like 
you know, you, you have to love the game and, and players who do like other sports who are involved in other sports tend to love the game more. So I, I do want him to stay at left tackle. I just, ugh. Max Mitchell does irk me a little bit. Um, but <laughs> I guess the question is, and there's my question for you. Dwayne Brown was terrible when we saw him this year. Yeah. So we, no, yeah. From him last year. You know, let's not act like he was good because he wasn't, but below average, below average. Yeah. He was serviceable for sure. And he was better than what we saw from Fant last year. Um, so, you know. We've seen McDermott starting a tackle. You know, we, we, better, there's worse out there. do we think that Brown is going to be than Max Mitchell? But then there is also the thing where Max Mitchell could continue to get better week in, yeah. week out. And He wasn't good versus the Eagles, but he wasn't, like, brutal. Yeah. Brutally bad. Like, we've seen some bad games. Like, he, was, he, wasn't, he wasn't great, but he was – Somewhat serviceable, I'll say. I don't want to give him. I don't want to give him too much credit, but it's not like he completely destroyed the game for, for the for the Jets, you know. And and that one, and you know, the offensive line, Schweitzer got bold a couple of times. He he fell on his ass the one time. He tripped over a guy's leg, but the offensive line was for the most part, you know, decent. I, I would say those guys a little bit below average, but McGovern was was fine. Tomlinson, you know, credit to him. We wanted him to be at least serviceable this year. I think he's become serviceable, um, which we no, still want. Like last year. We want like a pro ball level player, obviously. And then Becton was was good. Like I, I would say his pass protection is better than his his run game right now, which is kind of a little bit odd. But there's been some times in the in, in the run game where he, you know, doesn't leave a combo or he's, you know, misjudging a guy in the second level. I had highlighted that a little bit on the review. Um, but overall, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't uh I kind of turned Max Mitchell into the entire offensive line. So Continue on with the offensive line if you if if you had to. I don't know if I interrupted you from a point which I probably did knowing myself. No, 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 no. Um, and then and if if not, just offensive line's performance, I guess, in that game. It's interesting. Like so many of Becton's good blocks were always on like outside zone runs, or or some even on inside zone runs too. But now it's just that the nature, like you know, he's he's asked to to combo block more and kind of get guys on the se- uh, second level more than he did his rookie year when he had a lot of those good blocks where he could just kind of take the guy who was right out in front of him. He didn't have to think too much and then kind of just, you know, throw him out of the picture. Um, so I think it's kind of just a thing where like, you know, he's maybe just has to get used to the blocking scheme a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And once he does, I, I think he'll be just fine because I, you know, th- he does a lot of things well in the run game and he's obviously very powerful and long. So, um, but, uh, yeah, the offensive line, in terms of going against that D-line, granted they didn't have Jalen Carter, who is an absolute beast. And he, I was, when we were hearing about him slipping, that was the guy who I wanted at 15. But obviously the, the <laughs> Can Eagles, you imagine him and Quentin Williams, dude? That would, just be, that would just be absurd. So we got that a little absurd, bit of a break there. But they, they, they're still, they were still loaded on the D-line, and I think that all things considered going against that D-line, I think that they were, um, I think they were fine. Um, yep. No, I actually, you, you, might be, you might be convincing me that sticking Becton at left, keeping him there, and keeping Mitchell at right, and potentially maybe putting Brown right if if Mitchell starts to suck and if Brown is obviously open to it. Yeah, and that might be yeah. the right thing. So if Brown was some solidified guy where I knew he was going to be like at least solid, then I would say okay, you know, do it. But what's what's the chance that now you move Becton to right tackle, he gets hurt or he starts playing worse, and you're flip flopping him around? Brown comes in, he sucks ass again, and then what's the difference between you know or how much better is is he at left tackle and Becton misplaying his you know or uh, miscast at right tackle versus? You know the lineup of 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 Becton at left tackle and Mitchell. So like, is it really is the juice really is the juice really worth the squeeze there with the risk of 
basically fucking up the chemistry and all this stuff. Like, you know, Tomlinson's been over there with him and, you know, who, whoever else has to get used to, you know, each other on the offensive line, like build some continuity on the offensive line. So I don't want to screw it up for yeah. the slight chance that Brown could be okay and is going to be much better than, than Max Mitchell. And you to know, your point, point so. um, Becton, I don't think has played alongside, meaning right next to, or Tittman. Yeah, at least not in any game actual game. Yeah. So now, now before we get to the chat, before we even get to the uh, to the to the game, and we talked about the offensive line there a, a little bit. And again, we're gonna bounce around a lot because we've been we haven't been here for two weeks. But um, it, question I want to ask before we even get into all the players and stuff: the decision with the Sirianni letting Salah run it in for the for the uh, for the touchdown at the end of the game right there. The Jets kind of the like, Salah got criticized a lot for that. I don't understand the, the the criticism. I would actually criticize Sirianni a little bit more than uh Sala on that play but i was curious to hear your thoughts before i delve into it well okay remind me what the exact score was at the time uh, well, the at, 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 at that well at the interception yeah it so was before, before Brees runs it in for a touchdown what's the score it's te- it's 12 to 10 12 to 10 yeah okay so and the if they stop, time, how if many they, timeouts they had two timeouts, so there was like a minute and 50-ish left. So if they stop them there and they kick a field goal, the Eagles have 50 seconds to go down and get a and get in and, field goal range to kick. To, and to all kick they need is if a field goal wins them the game. It doesn't just field goal wins it. it. So instead of letting them score, a team who hasn't scored all day, who's been struggling in the red zone, you're going to yeah. let them score a touchdown, and you have confidence that Jalen Hurts is going to drive the field and get six points against this defense who you haven't moved the ball against in how many drives? You know, they they – they shut them out in the second half, right? So you have faith they're going to be able to drive on that defense with, you know, little time in the game. So like people blame Salah for that one, but I, you know, I I tell them to run in there and have faith in your defense. I blame I I think there's criticism that's almost deserved towards Sirianni there as well. I completely agree with your point. Like it is, yeah. I mean, watching you didn't watch the broadcast at least not live. But no, I'm, it, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you right now, Kyle. I it took it it. It took me a little bit to remember some of the plays of that game. I watched. I was like, "Oh, oh, okay, that's a good play." Because <laughs> we got after a little bit before the Eagles game. I, I bet for you sure. did. I bet you yeah, did. Yeah, a four twenty-five start. Yeah, oh, yeah. You were there oh, yeah. for quite a while. I bet. Um, yeah. Was, yep. Good time. So, um, Mark Sanchez. I don't want to say eviscerated Sal, but he definitely really, really. Did he leave that for grade? Is that why that all happened? Did he? Because like you, Kyle. You know, I don't want to speak poorly about Jets fans, but you know, you'll see some stuff on 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 TV, and then everybody runs with that opinion. So it was that one that was led by Sanchez. Yeah. And there's a lot Mark of Jets fans. fans that love Mark Sanchez because he won there four playoff games. So you know, and and certainly a lot of the guys who came after him did not have that playoff success. So you know, and listen, Sanchez is very charming and things like that. So there there are some reasons to like him. I mean, he wasn't a very good quarterback, but. He wasn't a good quarterback. He was a bad quarterback. You know, he held the team back. He might have played decent in some of those playoff games, but he held that team back on a week-in, week-out basis. There's people who are going to come after you, Kyle. Whatever. Um, why didn't he make it uh, when he went to the vaunted Chip Kelly offense? Anyway, um, so I guess that's really where it started because Sanchez was quite harsh to Salah. I mean, like, it was something like – it wasn't just like a little passing comment. Like, he spent – you know, probably several minutes talking really? about the decision. Yeah. Um, so to your point, um, I don't think Sirianni, sh- like the Jets were on like what the seven, eight yard line. I mean, like 
in the red zone, getting seven, eight yards for a touchdown is no easy feat. Against your defense and your defensive line, you know, like. Which hasn't let you in the end zone all day. You know, not even really that close to, to be honest. I mean, like they were really stout down Listen, there. Like, you get the ball back with 50 seconds. You have, you have what? You, you have 50 seconds to, to move the ball, let's say uh, 25, 40 yards. You have A.J. Brown. You have Devontae Smith versus Craig James and Tay Hayes. You know, you, you you don't have any faith in your in your team to move to move the ball there and maybe hey, get a Bryce like, Hall too, Joe. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, of course, of course, and Tehe's didn't play. You know, and and that's still my thinking is that you know you, for Salah you have faith in, in your in your defense while kind of saying the opposite for for Sirianni. But I don't think it was some terrible decision by Salah. Like I, I get it. Uh, I'm going to say way. this too, though. But Brees needs to realize. Oh shit, they're really letting me run in. Yeah, taking the at the one yard line. Okay, and- Kyle. So he does that, and then we get stuffed. We kick a field goal, and then they come back down. Okay, you get stuffed. If you get stuffed on three consecutive plays, and then you kick the field goal on fourth down, how much time are the Eagles going to have left? Fifty seconds. Fifth? Would it be fifty? Yeah, about 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 fifty seconds to kick a field goal. At that point, I'm okay with having faith in my defense to not let up six points when you haven't let up six points the entire yeah. second half. And you know, and, and even the, the, the yeah, I think, I think Sirianni deserves more um, deserves more criticism. But you know, I don't have a problem like you know throwing out like a criticism yeah. for Salah as well. Like, yeah, I, I get it either way though. Well it's more of a it's more of a fifty fifty thing. Like, I it's 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 something that I don't think deserves criticism. Like either, and even if you you are against the decision the decision to 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 uh, to run it in there you know, 55, 45 in, in, in favor of maybe not scoring there or 60, 40, you know, 65, 35. I just don't think it was some horrendous decision where he should be overly criticized there. Um, because what if you don't score, you know, I I'm, I'm okay with scoring. I have faith in your defense. He's a defensive coach. I'm, I'm honestly completely fine with it. So, um, let's see, uh, some say hello to some people in the chat again, obviously behind us as per usual. Um, this was from, we started at seven, right? Okay, I about to say we did not start at six oh six. We're not like that far back. Oh seven, seven oh eight, something. <laughs> okay. Like that. Yeah. Well, Kyle, Kyle started the night off hot with uh, trying to fix his mic and realizing he muted himself for about you know two minutes there. So I did, but then um, you went on rambling for another six seven minutes after that. I did. I did. Yeah, we had a conversation. So uh, did Sauce and Reed clear injury? Um, they both practiced full oh, today, right? Two days so, in a row. So I mean, like apparently yeah. everyone keeps saying that's good news. So Lionheart, uh, one last thing. Reason I've been such a Plus mind with the with the Jets is because the AFC is wide open and there's no clear cut best team in the AFC this year. Um, yeah, it's, I would still say the Chiefs are, are the best are the best team in the in the AFC this year. But um, moving on, I hate Giants fans and every team is flawed. Um, yeah, for sure. I think I think the Eagles showed, and I've been saying this, Jalen Hurts, and I think he showed it in that game. You know, I would Dude. not. He's a top five quarterback, man. Kyle. You didn't watch my review, but I we've been saying the same thing, and I you know it, it is what it is. We we said it last year. We I don't view him, and I said it, this exact thing in the review. Jalen I'm not trying Hurts, to say he's Jalen Hurts on this Jets team. You know how I mean, like he's going to do better than Zach Wilson, no doubt about it. But like, oh yeah, he's got yeah. a lot of things to like, man. Like the dude is hard to bring down. He's got mobility, right? Like he's got some touch on his throws and things like that. But like in terms of a straight passer from the pocket, the dude has a long way to go. I said it in the review that. It, I don't want to be overly critical of him, but when you hear the quarterbacks like be ranked and it's always, you know, the Mahomes, especially before the season, it was Mahomes, it was Allen, 
it was Burrow, and then Hertz was there for a lot of people at like four or five. And I, I was always with the mindset like I view him more towards like the nine, 10, 11, 12 ish area than up there. And Kyle, and I know the rush probably got to him a little bit, and, and, and credit to Sala and Ulbrick and some of their blitz schemes and Huff as a spy, you know, in, in, in the Denver game a few times. JJ, how they used him standing up as a spy sometimes, all that stuff, like credit to them. Um, and, and maybe that got in Jalen Hurts, you know, head a little bit, but there was plays where like th- that one concept, I don't know what it was. It was like, it was like a curl and a flat and he's staring at AJ Brown. AJ Brown is wide open. And then he, I think that's a play where like JFM or JJ bull rush. And then he gets out of like, a, like being sandwiched and then rolls out to the right and then throws like a ball off his back foot to a, you know, guy on the sideline. I think the ball is, is dropped uh, on the sideline there. I could show it, but it's just like, he's just so hot what, and cold what, some of his what, reads 14 is either Gainwell or like Quez Watkins that dropped it something yeah like on the sideline or yeah on the yeah. sideline they, they like dropped it on their knees like they try to catch it kind of out of bounds almost um so yeah you remember the play I was gonna pull it up but if you remember that play so he's like he's just like very like hot and cold but um nonetheless yeah you obviously credit to the to the Jets defense night in that game right but we'll, we'll 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 bounce back or we'll come back to the game but speaking of Giants fans I want to bring this up specifically because Kyle hates Giants fans I think more than any other fan base if I'm not mistaken um yeah, not, and I'm not saying that they're the worst, but it's just personal for me. Personal for you, and this has been a, talk, a talking point of this week as well, Kyle. Is this a rivalry? Like, what do you think between between these two teams? Is it between the teams? You know, JFM kind of said, "Who cares?" That you saw that that quote or that that uh, quote on Twitter. Like, who gives a shit? Like, I want to just be. I that's what win. they're saying to the media, but that's <laughs> not what they're saying behind the scenes. Come on, we know that you want to beat you want to beat a team that you share the stadium with. You, you do. Share, you share a stadium with. You share some of the same media guys with. Uh, you know, bragging rights. Some some fans go between back and forth. Both teams. Oh, I'm a Jets and a Giants fan. Rivka, we're talking about you. Like these players are talking about that. Don't kid yourself. Yeah, yeah, and and you hate the Giants for whatever your reasons are, and I am a. Jets I, it's fan. a whole little brother shit. Like I'm, you know, as yeah, a yeah, yeah. who is a, a younger brother, I'm a middle child, but like you know, get you personally, but not, not that my older brother did that. He's a Bills fan, but you know, oh yeah, you guys are the little brother of New York. And yeah, Giants fans have been talking a lot of shit this week about like, about the, you know, the, the Jets and them renting the stadium and how, you know, I I, I don't know. I've seen, I've seen quite a bit of Giants uh, slandering the Jets on, on Twitter this week. So, you know, those two Super Bowls, 07 and 2011 seasons are, are so bittersweet because on the one hand, oh, Tom Brady and Belichick losing. I'm not going to cry over that, but yeah, seeing no. Eli Manning hoist two Lombardi trophies, ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and like, like I said, you know, you hate them because of the little brother thing. I hate them because I'm the only Jets fan in my entire family, you know, from a, all my uncles, everybody, Giants fans. So um, it's my dad's fault. I'm a Jets fan, but going to Thanksgiving and stuff. And especially during those years, Oh seven, you know, 11, I'm a teenager getting a bunch of shit from my uncles about how shitty the jets are and the giants winning super bowls and all that stuff. So I would like to kick a shot at them. I think it's more, I think it's more between the fans. I think the fans hate each other maybe more than the players do while also recognizing the players do think about that stuff. I'm, I'm sure as a competitor, you, like but Michael, Michael, Michael Jordan documentary, athlete. they find anything. They find anything. Being a professional athlete. I mean, these guys yeah. to a certain extent, they're in it together. When you think of collective bargaining, when you think of the, the whole the conversation we had over the summer with running backs, uniting together, like, these players, I mean, just look at how they congratulate each other right after a hard-fought game and they're shaking each other's hands and exchanging jerseys and stuff. I mean, like, of course it's more of the fans than it is the players, but, you know, the, the players, whatever could get them, you know. So I, I, I've i mentioned this story, I think, before that 
when I was playing flag football after I officially retired from playing contact football, I was playing in a league and one of my buddies, he used to officially retired. Did you, did you write like a note or a letter or something like that? Like, did you officially retire? Right yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. But anyway, my, my, my one buddy, he used to talk a lot of shit and sometimes he used to get flags from the ref for, from, for running his mouth too much. And I used to say like, why are you like, not even that good. Like, why are you running your mouth so much? Like, you know, let your play do the talking. And he's like, yeah, but when I talk, it helps me play harder. Cause like, mm-hmm. I feel like I have to back up my talk or whatever. So it's like as a player, whatever you could use to find that extra edge. And I was even just mentioning this Tom Brady clip that I, I saw on the interwebs in the past couple of weeks where Tom Brady's like, I didn't really have too many friends from other teams because you know, it helped me kind of like make the games more personal. So when I ran out of the stadium, I was saying, let's fucking go. Like, you know, I meant it. Like I wanted to beat the shit out of those guys. So as a player, whatever you could use for extra motivation in any given game, that matters. So some yeah. of these players are most definitely doing that this week. And, and the Jets and the Jets seem to have a bunch of players who are like, you know, um they're they're motivated and I think they're they're here for the right reasons. Like we don't have too many players who are just here for the money. Like Dalvin Cook might not give a shit. You know, like he probably doesn't care about the Giants, but you know, like the JJs of the world, the sauces, like they they wanna they wanna beat their 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 crosstown rival for for sure. But um yeah, I'm really I'm really hoping they're they're not gonna lose, which JR brings up typical Jets shit though. We'll beat the Eagles, lose to the Giants. Oh, uh Kyle, the Jets suck after the bye. Um, is that trickling into your head as a as a, as a concern? How are they uh, off the buy with Salah? That's what I'm wondering. Um, the Pats, the Pats last year. What was the buy? The Pats away last year was the was a game after the buy. Well, I, I forget what it was. A week, uh, the, his first season. So it's probably um, after they play the Falcons because they were in London. So I'm assuming they had a buy after that the first year, right? Yeah, I don't honestly. I don't. I don't remember. Because it I was Titans, it. Falcons, and I forget who they played after the Falcons. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody, someone will say in the chat if you if you monitor the bottom of it. I'm sure. Um, sneakers or boots, fellows, three and three at the bye. We'll take it. Um, wide receiver signing is the flashy one, but I'd rather sign a guard. Any anyone you have highlighted? Well, it depends on when Tippmann's coming back. If he's if he was um, if it's going to be the, a season ending thing, then I would have more of a need for guard. But I think they can get by for two three weeks with Schweitzer or Schweitzer. Honestly, like I'm, I'm more concerned with like, I'm more concerned with tackle needs than guard. Like you got Schweitzer, and I think in due time, it seems like Tippmann's going to be back. Uh, you know, so and I think Tippmann, the upside with him playing guard is so much higher. And we've seen some moments from him at guard versus tackle. It's like you know Mitchell. It's I don't know. For me, it's mostly been bad, uh, especially when you consider how he looked in the preseason. So, you know, I'd rather go tackle. If you had to choose, Kyle, tackle or receiver, only one can happen. Which one would you do? I think you need a receiver, truthfully. I mean, this offense can't run through Garrett Wilson, man. Like, you got Garrett and Lazard as your two. Like, right now, I mean, like, this receiving core right now, where do they rank in the league? Yeah, like, yeah. It's, definitely it's in the twenties, but like you know, mm-hmm. is it the low twenties? Yeah, it, and it kind of depends, right? Like, can you hide Max Mitchell maybe a little, bit, or can you hide the receivers? I meant, I meant with uh, with playing more like twelve personnel and, and incorporating a lot of Ruckert. So, like, it depends if that's your view. But if you're going to be running, you know, fifty plus percent eleven personnel, like most teams do, um, if not every single team actually in the NFL, and Cobb's gonna have to be out there fifty percent of the reps. Then I think a receiver is a bigger need because Cobb's not getting open. But, Lazard is a guy who is not going to get open on a on a route by route basis. So it's only Garrett. It's only Garrett Wilson at this point. So I think you need another guy just to freaking get open. Where Max let's, Mitchell. Let's think about like, this for a moment, though. Yeah. Um, I think 
there's a huge part of the Jets coaching staff. I mean, like even Sala saying, hey, listen, you know, what he's doing is amazing, speaking about Aaron Rodgers, but you know, he he doesn't want to talk about any timetables and whether or not it's even realistic for him to return. You almost kind of wonder like if the Jets try to go out and get like a decent name at, at wide receiver, could that potentially harm the team? Because this is weird because when, when they actually let Zach Wilson play this season, surprisingly, when they actually let him play and don't play scared, he's actually done okay, surprisingly. Um, but the thing is, is you're not going to turn into what the Dolphins offense has looked like this season so far. You're, you're, you're not with Zach Wilson. I don't think you're going to be a team that's just going to go around sling slinging around and put up a lot of points on a week in week out basis. Mm-hmm. So maybe the best formula for this team is to run 12, 13 personnel, just run it a lot, have low scoring games, rely on your defense and just grind out wins that way rather than, you know, Oh, we get a receiver now and now we're going to try to, you know, open up the offense again and let's see what Zach Wilson can do. And then it does lead to some stupid interceptions, turnovers, fumbles, and things like that. You know, so maybe, you know, getting getting that receiver and trying to do more eleven personnel or even going ten every now and then, maybe that yeah, wouldn't yeah. be such a, a the great idea for the team. You know, maybe they should just kind of stick with being conservative. I don't know. I have these feelings because, but but with that being said, it's twenty twenty three and you got to pass the ball. Right? Exactly, like, we're all acknowledging that. Exactly, because yeah. that, it's. It seems like we're always in the same place as the Jets. Like, oh, we got to rely on the running game and the defense. You know? mm-hmm. Unleash Izzy. Um, we have I agree, so Marvin. Unleash, yeah. I, I, I see an album so sick of Dalvin Cook, which then Rivka says, taking in I told you so lap on Cook. I think you, you and I, Rivka, uh, oh. everybody from JetX, you know, pretty much said that we're not down for, for the Cook signing. So uh, there's a lot of people telling you that this was not the, not the guy we wanted to pour assets into. Mm-hmm. When we're talking about him, being okay with him at you know $4 million a year. He got eight, Kyle. So um, and even at four would have been an overpay, but I would, I would have been okay with it. Um, so yeah, there's that that was a terrible signing. We all knew it. So the fact that they even made it makes me legitimately question, you know, either their skill, their talent evaluation, or how much Rodgers runs them. Because at a certain point, they'd be like, dude, listen, watch this play, watch this play, watch this play. You play in the NFL, you could see this sucks. Like, should be able, shouldn't they be able to say, like, hey, Rodgers, you know, watch, watch this. 20 play cut up of, of cook and tell me if you really want to pay him $8 million, you know, or you'd rather use that on Calvin Beecham trade a seventh round pick and take on his contract, wherever the hell that, that may be. Um, best also was good in Joe and Kyle. Oh, I see. we got a super chat in here from Jan. Um, I believe the jets are Owen seven in the wow. past seven bye weeks in the past seven bye weeks. Is that true? And they were terrible under Rex too. And it's been a while since Dude, Rex always. has been here. Always and and just in general under you know Bulls and and everybody else it, it, and under uh, Gase we just sucked in general so we lose every single game so by you know whether it be week five six seven eight ten eleven twelve seventeen we're probably going to lose regardless so that kind of does trickle into it right Kyle it's like yeah we're always we're always just bad so is the buy is the post buy thing maybe just a little bit inf- overinflated at this point yeah I guess a little bit I mean like. <laughs> You don't want to think all oh, the teams are cursed or whatever. Like, why why is this trend continuing over several different coaching staffs or whatever? Maybe they're just getting really tough teams outside of the bye, but it's like, no, they're really not. Like, you know, mm-hmm. how many of those losses came to teams like the Dolphins who weren't even very good or whatever? So it, it's, it is quite frustrating because teams are supposed to be very good off the bye. You think about, oh, Andy mm-hmm. Reid is so good off the bye. Bill Belichick is really good off the bye. It's like, yeah, good coaches when they have that extra week to prepare. They yeah. should be good off the bye. Anyway, thank you, Jan, very much, Joe. Next week, yeah, sure. I definitely got to log into StreamYard so that 
uh, I can pull up these super chats as soon as they come in. Yeah, no, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. But, um, yeah, I, you know, again, I think, I think we've kind of just sucked in, in, in general, but you'd like to see them come out with some, with some fire after, after the bye week and hopefully maybe make defensive adjustments a little bit earlier. Maybe the offense, um, figures out some of the red zone problems because, the, and and by the way, I was going to talk about the, t- the the past teams. It was frustrating that they sucked after the bye week, but it was also frustrating that like those teams of the past, even when the Jets were shitty, they always had a good defensive line. I'd be like, there would always be teams that we'd play with shitty offensive lines, and they can never take advantage of bad offensive lines. Even when we had a good defensive line, it always it always made no sense to me. Um, but yeah, but let's be honest though. Like the Jets, even those years they had good defensive lines. Not until very recently did they have guys who were actually Pass kind rushers. of like. Yeah, who can come off the edge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just were lacking that. I mean, like, you know, so in, in smart teams are like, okay, you know, well, we're just going to, you know, we're going to keep someone in to protect on the inside, you know, uh, we'll make sure to slide protections right and stuff. And we're not going to fear you. We'll keep extra guys home to block, you know, and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, some people talk about the Giants game. The Giants, like, I, I get they've they've you know they've had a couple of of better weeks on on defense against the Bills who seemingly have a good week and then a bad week where Josh Allen will completely implode but you know they barely beat the Commanders right fourteen to seven and I get they had a couple I think they had like a red zone fumble or something like that 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 prohibited them from maybe scoring twenty one but that's not a, necessarily a, a, a win to write home about they barely squeaked one out against the Cardinals they got blew out they they got blown out versus the the Cowboys so you know this Giants team like okay you're you, you know maybe you're a little bit nervous that their linebackers are okay. You know, or they're at least solid. I I, I think. According um, to PFF, they have like the number one linebacker in the league. I don't even know who yeah, that person I, is. Yeah. So, and then and then their defense line. You have Lawrence. You have Williams. You have Thibodeau. Like there's some guys in the defensive line. But looking at their offense, dude, like okay, you're we're not, we're not necessarily the best rush defense. Hey, in the they league. got your boy coming back for this game. Your boy, your number one tackle prospect, Mr. Andrew Thomas. Oh, <laughs> uh, is he coming back this game? Was that confirmed today? I, I according to Schefter, this past week he was saying something like that he had a setback in practice and that he's not yeah. going to play this week meaning last week but he's scheduled to come back against the Jets I you know at the, at the end of the day like I get people who say that they want to play teams at their full strength and all that stuff but I would rather not see Andrew Thomas and us just win I thought you were going with the Evan Neal route that we're dead he's coming back oh well that's another one of your favorites too but yeah I, I should was, that should that was obviously so, so okay so so their offense like yeah even if their defense is strong in the defensive line and all that stuff like you know their secondary is nothing to write home about their corners are okay Deontay Banks and 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 whoever else um so I think they can put up at least like a few, or, you know, some points in the, on the Giants. And in terms of them attacking our defense, like you hope the defense comes out, you know, a little bit quicker than they have in the past. But how they're going to attack us? Like, okay, Saquon Barkley. But who, who do you but, rather face? Do you rather face Jones or do you rather face Tyrod? Dude, like, so I'm real. I'm honestly 50-50 because, it, and maybe it's trickling in because the last couple times we've seen Tyrod, whether it be like the preseason, I remember we saw him in preseason. I don't know who that was with recently, but we kicked the shit out of him. And then that Browns game before Baker came in a couple of years ago, like we were bad. dominating him. He was really, really bad in that game too. So maybe it's Tyrod. There was like no anticipation, Tyrod. dude. Even in this preseason, the, the preseason game where Hyatt, you know, you know, had a good route against Sauce, and you know, coming in motion, and Sauce really couldn't get a hand on him. Um. Tyrod waits too long to throw that ball. He's always been see it to throw a quarterback, zero anticipation to his game. Um, yeah. At this point, when he's in his 30s, is even that escapable? You know, are you worried about his legs? You know, I'm not. I'd rather face Tyrod, truthfully. Yeah, just because maybe Jones has like a higher ceiling where he could he could yeah. break a run for 40 yards and maybe he bounces back. There's a reason they paid him. Like he's had a few 
you know, like I, I think he's definitely maybe overrated by Giants fans, but he's had a few games where he's at least looks pretty solid, you know. So can is Tyrod still possible? Is that is that Jones, rookie him? year? The last time we played the Giants, he wasn't bad in that game. Yeah, yeah. He so, had some bad fumbles in that game, but you know, he also had some you know pretty nice throws. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is up to to Rusty? Um, all Giants fans think they're going to win, and uh, you know, of course, fans always talk themselves into wins. Uh, and and we're the crosstown rival. They're gonna. I wish I was that confident that the Jets are going to win, but I think I'm probably also more realistic than some of those stupid Giants fans. Yeah, yeah. Um, Wayne going to have some words with Blewett saying Smith is his favorite wide receiver. Oh, dude, I don't care. I got, like, my all my favorite players of all time are not necessarily Jets. Like, it's just, it's all about, you know, and, and Wayne. Who are you was, talking about, Wayne? Wayne Corbett. I'm, I'm assuming it's Wayne, oh. it's Wayne Corbett. Like, you know, he's he's involved with Jets X-Factor and all that stuff. But when did Wayne retire? What year did he retire, Kyle, off the top? Do you, do you know what year that, that was? Four or five? I don't. I don't know for sure. Three? Yeah, but like even during the, I was I was ten, eleven years old, so like I didn't really necessarily like appreciate him. Where Steve Smith was a little bit later, I, I believe. And Brian Dawkins is my favorite player of all time. Like I have no problem. And, with and dude, I mean, that, so. Wayne Corbett is not a stupid person. He's a smart person. He obviously knows that oh, no, Steve no, Smith yeah. is a better player than he was. Kyle, not not your not your top three receivers of all time, but your favorite three receivers of all time. What would be your lineup? I think Larry Fitzgerald's in there for sure. You want to talk about it? I, yeah. I, I, I liked him. I'm, I remember, dude, when he was on the cover of NCAA football back in like early 2000s, and then he was like the third overall pick. I actually had a Larry Fitzgerald jersey. I remember rooting for him in the Super Bowl. really wanted him to win. Uh, just so Larry you know, kind of a cool story. Okay, I'm going on too long, I guess. Uh, <laughs> he's one of them. That's a um, question. It's hard because sometimes I don't like the personalities. T.O. was an absolute beast. He was a monster on the field, dude. So, uh, I don't know. T.O., you really have to love his game, man. Uh, he's a monster. Um, hmm, three, three, three. Larry Fitzgerald, T.O., and... You're talking all time, all time. Oh, man. So, uh, while you're thinking of your third, I'm going to go with Steve Smith. Randy Moss is like the same, like T.O. Like he was just dominant when I was young, and obviously he's probably one of the... probably the second best or third best receiver of all time, so he's in there. Jericho Cotri. Is is my third? I I love I love Jayco, man. Um, so that that would be my three. Yeah, let me let me think a little bit more about my third one. Um, because you're asking me for favorites. I'm, we're not talking best or anything like that. Um, oh yeah, Jayco's not the best receiver of all time. That's for sure. Neither is Steve Smith. But you did pick two. You said you said you said To and Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> They're pretty up there, you know, in all time receivers. But uh, yo boys, if we're buying and we're if we're buying the Titans are selling, I'd rather make a play for DeAndre Hopkins. But it's kind of the same thing as Cook. If we didn't want him in the offseason. And you didn't want to sign him. Why are you gonna yeah. Why are you gonna trade for him now for the same contract? You probably you didn't you weren't gonna sign him. Well, for I think the Jets season. are more desperate now. So, but you don't you don't want to make you don't want to be that team that makes moves out of desperation. So, mm-hmm. um, oh yeah, Rifka said uh, I, I heard Terrence Marshall from Carolina is available though. I don't know if he's really worth worth much. Yeah, he was like a what is second or third round pick know. a couple of years ago. You know, he's one of these guys who seems to get talked up every year, but I haven't ever seen him really do anything of substance. Mm-hmm. So. Not yeah, really like, a, like a flyer pick, a seventh round pick, or something like that. Like, is it worth a shot over over a cob? Like, the okay, thing is, no, no, obviously, I could watch him and say absolutely not. You know, sure, you want to throw a conditional seventh or whatever, or or a seventh without the condition to go and get him. I have no problem with that, but that can't be your only move. You need to do mm-hmm. something like you need to get like a like a guy who's actually proven it on the field for a decent portion of time. <laughs> and I and I really wonder what. So Renfro seems to be the most realistic option that's kind of thrown out there. If we could talk about him for a moment, what the hell happened with him? Because it it almost and I know that he he thrived under Gruden, 
Yeah. I know he had a big injury last year, but why is he not having any success now that he's at least seemingly healthy with the Dude, apparently it's a, apparently it's a thing with him and McDaniels. Like they don't they don't see eye to eye, and he's one of those guys who's stubborn as hell. And if you don't see eye to eye with him, he brought in Myers. Now, is that the positive the positive Renfro spin where you're a Renfro fan fan, or is it something where they see decline in practice where they don't want to talk about it after injuries and all that stuff? So if he's twenty twenty one Renfro, yeah twenty twenty one Renfro, uh, and not this year and last year's Renfro, where he's not really playing this year and last year, I believe he was injured. Um, if he's anything like he was in 2021, like at the minimum, you know, even if he's not a thousand yard guy with the Jets, if you can get like what Crowder was in the first couple of years with the Jets here um, in Renfro, maybe, you know, obviously $13 million is an overpay, Kyle, but that would be a nice option in, in the slot to get open because we really only have one guy yeah. at the receiver position who can open versus man coverage. Again, T- Conklin Ken, that's not enough in 2023. And it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like there've been a lot of receivers, slot receivers, short white slot receivers that have had success under Josh McDaniels. And you think about like, uh, they ran like a lot of juke routes with, you know, Julian Edelman jewels and like Wes Welker obviously had some really historic seasons from the slot. It just kind of seems like, I, I, I don't know. It's confusing to me that he's, he hasn't had some success and it just makes me wonder if he's actually physically declined. So it's, a, it's, it's, it's impossible to answer. Like if he is 80% of what he was in 2021, okay, you know, fine, I'll, I'll take him. But we don't know that answer. Um, and it doesn't seem like anybody really has a strong, uh, you know, opinion on it either way about what exactly has happened with him in, in Las Vegas. But uh, Bryce Huff should be nine up over Evan Neal all day long. Dude, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. If they don't get one sack, at least on Evan Neal, I'm going to have some issues. Hey, I like Bryce Huff. But you're comparing him to greatness now. That's like comparing, like you know, some famous warrior in the Roman Colosseum against you know some you know Joe Schmo out there. Come on, Evan Neal is top notch. Yeah, top notch. We do. We should have taken him. What we should have taken him. That he used that he got when he got snippy with the media. It's like comparing what to what. Lions I didn't hear it. I just or was it was a lions or sheep or lambs or something like that, which is hilarious because they're like you know not to get too involved. And I, I hope he's not listening. And if he does, it is what it is. <laughs> but there's a person in my in my town who like his whole business motto is lions, not sheep. So it's everywhere. You see him driving his car on his uh, on his windows of his store. It's lions, not sheep. It's like okay, okay, you're a lion. You're okay, you got to tell everybody you're a lion. So uh, Rusty, I'm not even gonna. Yaboa's not we're not doing that. We're not doing Yaboa. You're not we're not doing Yaboa at, at, at receiver right now. I'm gonna respect Rusty, you the, the this can't to, be, that, that can't be a serious thing. No, team. no, no. Uh Harold says he would take Renfro in a heartbeat, uh win a one on one. Uh of we can get Wilson, Conklin, Ruckert, or Lazard, Brees, and Renfro on the field to their Yeah, yeah. I'm I, I don't know about ten to seven, you know, seven to ten spots. It depends on exactly does any player really do it's Devonta Adams. Well, I think that's Devonta yeah. Adams. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Renfro. I'm not sure. I, I, I would say a little bit less than seven to ten, but I, I, I get the sentiment. Um, it would be much. I'm much more comfortable with. Hey, the, the top three of Renfro, Lazard, Wilson is at least is at least average. With obviously, you know, Garrett Wilson and and uh, you know Aaron Rodgers being the quarterback next year. If that's the if that's the trio you have next year, then okay, it could even be plus average because Rodgers can take advantage of it a little bit more, especially with the connection with Lazard and all that stuff. Like that's at least a solid group. With solid tight ends, with good running backs, I'm cool with that. But Cobb in as, you, as getting 50 percent of the reps in in 2023 is just it's just too much. So I would I would love Renfro. But again, are you willing to pay that 13 million dollars, Harold? Are you how do you feel about the 13 million dollars owed next year? Again, I think it's eight million dollars saved, five million dead if cut 
next year. But if it's post June 1st, you could roll that $5 million over the next three years. That's how I understand it as of now. I could be wrong. So somebody correct me if I'm wrong um, with his contract. So Kyle, are you willing to, let's just say Lawson for, for Renfro straight up with the, with the cap uh, differences if you had to right now? Yes. Okay. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it as well. Um, Brown was so bad the first few games though. Can't move Becton. Yeah. Okay. Agree, Joe. About I, I guess this is this is about people saying that Becton should say it, should say at left tackle. Um, transition tag Becton and try to sign Huff like they did with Quincy. It was it was I was it was kind of interesting to hear Huff say this week that the Jets haven't had any contact or, or contract extension talks with him. You'd think they would do it, right? Like you're assuming you know the JFM thing kind of happened a few years ago, and they they after that Falcons week, Kyle. Um, they were, was it before the Falcons? I think it was actually before the Falcons game. They agreed on the, on, on terms. I don't think it was after, um, I could be wrong on that one though, but it was right around the Falcons week. Uh, I, I was expecting something similar with, with Huff, but you know, um, no, no contact. So is that surprising to you? That there hasn't been any talk about a contract extension whatsoever. Yes. But it could also be that before the Jets want to do that, I mean, like it, the Jets have only played not even half a season of football yet. Mm-hmm. And re- there have really been, you know, the first couple of games, Bryce Huff, pass rush specialist. They're really starting as the weeks move on, playing him more in the run game too. I mm-hmm. think maybe they want a bigger sample size too before they're really willing to commit big-time money, which you know he that boy is going to get big-time money. He can rush the passer. There's no doubt about that. Some team is going to pay him big bucks. Hopefully it's the Jets. So I think maybe the Jets just kind of want to have a little bit more information before. So it's not shocking. It's a little surprising that there haven't been talks at all, but when you consider that, um, maybe not entirely. Now, speaking speaking of contracts, Kyle, as we catch up in the chat and we'll get to the game, um, take 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 this one. Becton stays healthy and continues to improve. We sign him or franchise tag him. I think you try to sign him. I mean, I, I don't think you let him walk for nothing. I mean, he's just uh, – there's too much talent there. You drafted him 11th overall. Um, too much uncertainty on the line going it, forward. When you say continues to improve, what are we talking about? If the guy has a Pro Bowl season, you're not letting him walk. I'm sorry. He's, what, 25, 26 years old, something like that by the end of the season? You don't let- I just think it gets tricky. It gets tricky if, let's say you franchise Huff. Let's, let's say, regardless, not in franchising Huff. Um, the franchise is available. The, the, the tricky part becomes if he wants – you know, I, I don't know, $17 million a year like about the franchise tag money over, you know, three years, whatever the deal may be, do the, are the Jets hesitant at a certain point because of the injuries? Like that has to come into, and that has to be a part of the talks. You know, the, the, the first couple of years, you weren't so healthy. This year, you were healthy. So can we pay him $20 million a year, $25 million a year? Let's say if he's a stud tackle the rest of the year, you know, it's 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 going to be, it's going to be tricky a little bit with back then, I think, because of the past injuries. Um, So... Yeah. There it is. Uh, Ali says, um, "What's good, brothers? Haven't caught you live in some time. Keep up the great work. Let's fucking go, Jets, Jets, Jets." Yeah, sorry, and we're and we're about an hour behind in, in in your chat, but we appreciate you being in here. Um, as I read, transition tag is sixteen point two million. That is fine. May go up a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I think I think it's it depends. I think he has to realize in his contract talks that the, the injuries have to come into play, and if he's willing to meet the Jets midway, you know, and not be unreasonable, unreasonable, then I think that you could you sign him. But if he's going to be unreasonable, then hey, we'll transition tag you, and then if you're worth that, if you're worth that money or this year, and you're healthy, then okay, we'll sign you. We'll we'll be more willing the next year after two years of a proven bill of health 
to sign him, you know, for that money that he wants, right? So it kind of depends on He's his. He's not going to be reasonable. I'm telling you right now. If he has a this kid, he knows he has a lot of talent. He believes in that. He had a high draft spot. Like I've said so, I've said this for years on these streams. Where you get drafted matters so much for your future contracts, whether you like it or not. There's a reason why Daniel Jones got the contract he did. There's a reason why, um, you know, Quinn and Williams got the huge deal he did, uh, including bigger contracts and guys like Simmons and guys like Lawrence, why they got deals before him because they were drafted after him. You know, the, the, the top picks, they wait to see what the guys under them got. That matters. Uh, Beckton is not going to be reasonable. If he's coming off a good season where he's healthy, he had a good rookie year, 11th overall pick. He's not going to say, oh, you know, I got, I've been injured. The pit. No. It's the NFL is a what have you done for me lately league. And if he's coming off a healthy year where a, a season where he played 15, 16, 17 games. So oh my my chat just froze a little bit, which is odd. But okay. Um Salah said explain after the game. That's exactly what he why he decided to uh to have Brees Hall score. And so I guess this is in the point where we're talking about the score. And then Chris says, Don't let Joe bull you, Kyle. I don't know if that's about was that was that about uh it's probably about the tackle, the tackle the tackle discussion we had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Verge says, what up, people at rewatched Philly Jets game? I uh hate Whitehead's game, learned to fucking tackle. Missed tackles have looked pretty bad this season, in my opinion. Better straighten that out, ASAP. Yeah, I, I think this is his last year as a Jet. Um I'm, I'm hoping he had that one missed tackle um in the red zone, Kyle, where he again just threw his shoulder, no wrap-up, just left his feet, dead fish. He basically throws his shoulder and just stops. Um, he missed another tackle. Uh, I, I believe he missed yeah, two that game. Maybe maybe there was a third. I, I, I forget. But, yeah, not the biggest fan of uh, – of Jordan of, of Jordan Whitehead and really like going through the list of the players on the defense in terms of like trying to find the studs and the duds and the good and the bad from the game. There really wasn't much bad other than, you know, Jordan Whitehead. Like the defensive line played great. Um, you know, JJ continues to be more decisive in his rush, a lot more bull rush and power into his game, which is going to make him a successful rusher. And I'm happy he's doing that. Um, JFM, you had a few good rushes. Quinn and Williams had a few dominant plays. Um, so really pump the defensive line in that game. Mosley and Quincy Williams, dude, like that, especially this week were very, very good. That, that play where Mosley, um, I believe it was like, like yeah, it was a quarters and, and, and he, and he, he, I, I forget if he passed something off, but I broke it, I broke it down in the, in, in the review, but he carries it to like vertical vertical to Jordan Whitehead, I believe. And he has his eyes on the running back the entire time because he's, he's trying to play it high to low. So he matches the high eyes on the low sees that hurts is throwing to the low breaks on the ball. Closes ground really quickly. He's three yards away. Squares him up. Punches the ball out. I was like, God damn, dude. So Mosley had a good game. Um, and then obviously Quincy's been on fire this year. So the whole front seven, um, I talked about in the review. They got one of my studs. And I don't even know how we necessarily we got here because of Whitehead. But yeah, front seven, Kyle. Um, you know, dominant game. And then obviously, we're, I guess we're going to talk about the whole defense now. Post that. Craig James, good game. Really good pass deflection in, in, in the in the in the red zone. Um, there that could have went for a touchdown. You know, you didn't really notice Tay Hayes a lot. He gave up that one deep reception to uh AJ Brown. Brown that we don't even know if it was a catch or not. But that was still really good coverage by Tay Hayes, a guy who's in the practice squad. So credit to those guys. Tony Adams with the fake blitz pick, the really big tackle for loss. Um, in in uh, Eagles backed up in their own territory. So the defense, dude, this game was was fantastic. And Jalen Hurts. 
at times, while also we're, we're trying to see both sides of this too, we're not going to say, hey, the, you know, this is just the Jets, not necessarily the Eagles. And there are people who will say the Eagles w- lost this game more than the Jets won it, which, uh, you know, from a few angles, okay, I can understand it. Um, you know, in terms of like, I'm not. Jets were missing four of their top 10 players. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. I don't want to hear about that shit. The Eagles not running the ball as much as they should. I, I you know, okay, if that's the argument you want to, if, if that's the argument you want to take. But um, yeah, dude, the, the defense overall uh, and, Jalen Hurts made a few a, a few a few bad plays where he's staring at guys wide open that he definitely assisted the defense on. But overall, you have to give them a hell of credit for this game. Yeah, no, the defense—they're making it fun. Um, Quincy's on know, the three-year contract, right? By the way, no, I think it's two. Unfortunately, oh, fuck. I, think it was like two, <laughs> I think it was like two years, averaging eight mil per year. So yeah, that'd be really nice to have for a three-year deal at this point. Yeah. But now he's, he's he's probably going to get a bit, another big payday if he can stay mm-hmm. healthy and you know continue his progress and you know shit he's going to get some big time money. Although the linebacker market's kind of strange because it's kind of just like you know you got a couple guys like Warner and um, you know I know the guy that the former Bills linebacker Edmonds Edmonds yeah. the Bears he got a massive deal but you know other than that it's like it kind of Patrick like, Mose be coming up right or did he get signed already this offseason? I don't know. Roquan Smith might have gotten re-signed. Yeah, he got the bag. He, yeah, he got the bag. He got a big. He got a big time uh, payday this offseason, I believe. Yeah, which makes sense. I mean, he was a great player coming out of college, but Mosley's still right up there, man. Like, even though he signed that deal, going all the way back to March 2019, I think is when he signed that contract. Yeah, he's still really at the top yeah. of the list. And, and and something that people have been talking about a little bit this week uh, on Twitter is like that, you know, Quincy being better allows Mosley to be better. And I, I think that's something that kind of matches perfectly with what we used to say. And we said it last year, Kyle, there was times in the reviews and you can attest for me because you watch most of the reviews, if not all of them, where I felt that Mosley was having to cover up for Quincy at times where he was hesitant to hit a gap because he might think that, you know, uh, Quincy might not have his container, shoot the gap. Right. I remember specifically saying that in a few games last year, where I felt like he was making up for Quincy. So now that you're letting him fly, you know, um, he doesn't have to take an extra second to hesitate where maybe you see his lack of athleticism and he's just able to click and get there. So, um, and that's not saying Mosley was perfect because he had a game, you know, the, the Broncos game he got hyped up for, but then there was also a few bad plays where he's chucking guys, you know, 20 yards down the field, getting the legal contact penalties. And, you know, the Broncos game last year, there's nobody, there's nobody wrapping up the running back or there's nobody, you know, at the running back with him. He tries to punch the ball out, completely misses, runs in for a touchdown. So he's had a few lapses in the last few years. He's definitely not maybe what he was, but overall, Still, this game specifically, I think, was Mosley's best game. And then Quincy has just been stacking good games and good games. When you started saying that, I saw the Ninja Turtles meme that sometimes people put around where it's like, uh, you know, was it Master Splinter? When the Ninja Turtles are young, he's kind of like walking, holding their hands and guiding them and teaching them. And then, like, as he gets older, the Ninja Turtles are, like, taking care of him. I don't know if you've seen – you know what I mean, what I'm talking about? I, I don't <clears throat> I don't know. No, I don't right. think so. I, I'm going to try to find it, the the, the one specific – Oh, it's about the pictures. It's a, yeah, yeah, the picture. It's like the picture side-by-side. Side. It's on a meme. Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, but uh, so someone did this with Mosley, and it's like Mosley, like, is the uh, Master Splinter teaching Quincy, and then, like, oh, now Quincy's now the Ninja Turtle who's taking care of the old Master Splinter. Uh, I don't know that – when you look at the game that Mosley just had this past week, it's like, yeah, maybe maybe not so much yet. Maybe they're maybe they're both like you know still in their prime, not exactly, but you know you know what I'm saying. No, no, no. They can both still play, so uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, like, dude, 
when's the last time the Jets have had like kind of like good linebackers? Because that really hasn't been a strength of their team for quite that some time. one year. We wanted uh, it was Avery Williamson and Mosley. That was our last hope of it. And then Avery Williamson like blew out his leg in the Falcons preseason game because of some corner trying to make a play. <laughs> and then if I'm not mistaken, the same that was the same season where Mosley you know hurt the groin. Right, week one. Yeah. Week one, uh, on a, yeah, I believe so. On a pass breakup to what was it, Cole Beasley down the seam? No, I think it was John Brown. Yeah, you're right, John Brown. Fast yeah, job, John And then, um, yeah, he was sidelined for so many weeks. Came back for that Monday night disaster, 33-0 to blow out MetLife Stadium. Uh, he didn't look like himself, and then he was sidelined for the rest of the season. After we that. we had we had Davis and Harris, but we just had Davis at the wrong time. We got rid of him. You know, we tra- then we traded back for him, and, and and you know, David Harris. I think he was always, and this was like pre me doing like film and stuff, so it was just more me watching. But I always thought David Harris was a little bit overrated by Jets fans. I'm sorry to say it. David Harris uh, definitely could lay the wood on a player. He was a pretty good blitzer. In he terms of him terrible. running sideline to sideline, like the terrible. shit you see Quincy doing sideline to sideline, David Harris, not his game at all. Cover opposite. Coverage, David Harris, especially his last couple of years as a Jet, was pretty damn bad in coverage. Um, so it was fucking yeah, wheel routes. He, he, he was a, oh yeah. Philly was running them wheel routes all day against the Jets. What was that? Uh, that was the 2015 season, if I'm not mistaken, when they had Sam Bradford as their quarterback. Uh, yeah. Mm. Kyle, I'm going to pull up a super chat and I'm, I, have to, I have to jump off the camera for just like a minute. I have to go do something real quick, but just address the super chat and then I'll, I'll be back in two seconds. Okay. All right. DFF1234 for two bucks says, does Zach have 10% chance of becoming good? It's funny because if you asked this to both Joe and I last season, we were saying it's like probably less than 5%. I'm not trying to quote us exactly, but we were saying like, you know, just historically, then you look at the numbers and stuff, how bad he's been, the chance of him turning around are extremely, extremely small. And like we were talking like, oh, yeah, he can surely improve. But to actually become good, like even Alex Smith, Alex Smith was awful. Did Alex Smith ever become good? He became serviceable. Um, does Zach have a 10% chance of becoming good? I'll say yes, 10%, but... Man, I I don't feel great about saying that, and I certainly wouldn't go a lot higher than that, uh, because I believed and always have believed in Zach's talent. Um, but you know, kind of thinking about his whole, you know, the evaluation that we had of him, kind of makes me want to go back and reassess. And one of the things we talked about a lot was, you know, we talked about this a lot after the Dallas game was how well Zach improved at handling pressure in the pocket. That was his best game dealing with pressure in the pocket from the NFL because Zach has been awful his entire NFL career dealing with pressure. And he didn't really face a lot of that at BYU. And mm-hmm. so much of like his game was kind of like, you know, making improvisational plays and off play scripts and, you know, you know, uh, bootlegging outside of the pocket and stuff like the kid can move. You know, he's had some nice scrambles this year and stuff. He's he's played tough, man. I'll say he's taken some big hits, hasn't bitched, hasn't cried. Uh, he does look a hell of a lot more confident. The biggest question is, is will he ever have like a really good understanding of NFL defenses to the point where he can click through reads really quickly and stuff? Um, I think you've seen someone like Tua take massive uh, leaps in his game over the past couple of years. Obviously, Allen took that big leap from year two to year three. So I'll say 10% chance, sure, but I don't really feel confident saying it. 
and but he is a he is a talented thrower of the football. Sometimes you watch some of these throws. I'm trying to think what what throw really there was. There's a couple throws every game where you're like, wow, look at the heat, like that ball leaving his hand. Like he he puts some like even that Patriot. I remember the Patriots game, the MetLife Stadium Patriots game last year. Conklin. Okay, that was a good throw. I'm talking about like the last drive, like that was like the very last drive. Deep the left sideline, marching. Yeah, like he had a couple throws where, and they didn't score. They they got in the red zone, but they didn't score. <laughs> no were, shit, the Jets didn't score. <laughs> there were a couple balls though, where like he was just throwing some zingers, and it's like, oh my god, man! Like yeah, the accuracy is a little off and stuff. But look at the heat coming off that ball. The like, cop off his back foot this 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 week. Um, I'm forgetting which one. Are you talking about? Oh, oh, yeah, that was a good throw, man. Like, so there, the talent's there. So you know, that's why he was drafted second overall. That's why Josh Allen, despite having garbage college film, was taken seventh overall in a trade-up scenario. Teams bet on talent. He has talent. Now, and you answered it well. Like, how do you quantify good? And you know, this year, like these last few games, Kyle, I think he's. The thing, the thing that's exciting for for or what I'm looking forward to with the offense is you have to realize that, yes, they need to be better in the red zone. They have to be better on third down 100%. They have to stop shooting themselves in the foot. With the red zone problems, we don't we don't have to just blame it on Zach Wilson. We don't have to just blame it on Hackett. We don't have to just blame it on penalties. But it's a combination, right, of of Hackett with the run-run pass, with Zach missing some some reads or hanging on for a read for a little bit too long or even coming off of a read a little bit too quickly. It's also penalties. It's Lazard with the blindside block. It's, it's Oh, my God. Sparse. What a killer that it's, penalty was, man. You know, well, it's, it's, it's a it's a penalty, but it's I hate that penalty. I that, that's the shit that's like this. This is a soft league. That no, penalty, I, I agree with you too. Like, that's like, like, shit. I hate it, dude. I, I hate those two penalties. Like, I'm thinking like, I, I clearly I'm not an expert on the rules. Like, there's a lot of rules in football, professional football, but like, I was thinking like, oh, offset penalties. They're just going to replay the down. Like the Jets gained so much on that play. Yeah, and they went from gaining so much. To getting moved back so much, despite the fact that the other team had a penalty too, and I was just like, "Oh my god, man, that was so killer!" Yeah, that was they were out like what they did nine or nine or eight or something like that in the yard line. So, um, yeah, how do you quantify good? But, uh, but listen, like the last couple of weeks, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm excited about Zach Wilson and his ability to go and not have to play the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Pats defenses, and go up against the Texans, the Commanders, the Falcons, the Giants, the Chargers, Chargers. the Raiders, you know, and see how much more he could do. Because I think I think he's, at least these last few games, you know, even the season minus the, the Pats game, he's been a low-tier starter to a good backup. This, like, we can say that about him, right, I think this year so far. because And people will compare, you know, this year not really doing much in the wins compared to last year not really doing much versus the wins. But – I think it's a different Zach Wilson, regardless of what you want to say in terms of the stats. And okay, he's throwing for 140 yards last year, 150 yards versus this year, only throwing for 180 or 190 and no touchdowns in the win. I still think the process has been much better about Zach Wilson this year, minus the Pats game, where I think he's been, you know, a, a lower tier starter to to a good backup. Um, and still, I'll still blame or I'll still kind of critique the Jets front office about not bringing in another legit quarterback. But they got lucky a little bit so far with, with Zach Wilson and the progression he, he, he's shown. Yeah, and if we can just think about this immediate game, like, would I rather have Zach Wilson starting in this game or Tyrod Taylor? I'd rather have Zach Wilson. Would you rather have Zach Wilson this year so far or Mike White? Uh, Zach Wilson, from what I've seen this year, because I have seen improvement. And hmm. you never... <laughs> big, big turn of events there. So like, yeah. Seriously, like, it's yeah. not saying so much, but it's saying something compared to, you know, us thinking he was a third-string guy. 
which he was his first couple of years. But we'll move on because we still have to do. He the, was so the, bad the, last year that you know it it, it totally made sense that Salas yeah. and stuff. Sneakers, well, for sure. He got he literally got benched for Joe for Joe Flacco and a, and a CFL quarterback at a certain point in the season. Like you know, uh, sneakers of boots. Uh, outsiders will say this game is an easy W for the Jets. Jets fans know that isn't the case. Uh, come out swinging, put Giants away in the first half. Prove this isn't the same old Jets six and three heading to Buffalo, dude. You need to win at least two of the next three. Let me, right? let me say this right now: that Matt Milano injury for Buffalo, you have. And by the way, Matt Milano and Trey White. That Matt Milano injury for that defense is catastrophic. Did he get injured? He's done for the oh, year, bro. But when? But when did he get injured? I'm asking. Uh, it was Warren. against the the Jags in London, like two weeks ago, something like that. So he didn't play. So so the Giants played the Bills defense without Milano, and they only put up like nine points or whatever, ten points, eleven, something like that. I think yeah. the Giants averaged like ten and a half or eleven points this season. By the way, yeah, the Giants' offense has been atrocious. Granted, the offensive line has been like really banged up. So like a lot of people who are shitting on Jones, my understanding is like the guy literally is like every play he's getting destroyed, at least when he was out there. I haven't really watched the Giants this year, so I can't really say for myself, but I'm not surprised. Andrew Thomas is down. Evan Neal sucks. You know, rookie Evan center. Who, who else do they, who are the guards? I have no idea. Um, uh, I know there's been some injuries and stuff like that. I don't know if you want to pull up their depth chart, um, just for, okay, for, for, for reference while we're talking about it. But, uh, I know that they've had some injuries, but I don't know if they're getting Thomas back. I don't know if they're getting Neil back. Um, I know John Michael Schmitz has struggled when he's been in, in which again, people wanted him over Joe Tibbin because he was third string on the, on the original depth chart that the Jets PR puts out and not even the coaches. Um, so we'll freak out even though Joe Tibbin and his. Oh yeah. Reps- they just signed Justin Pugh and like the whole thing. Oh, off the couch, you know, like. I'm sure you yeah. saw that. Yeah. Um, so, but getting into sneakers and boots, it's, yeah, no, like how many times have we, you know, we just beat the Bills, Kyle. We're going to play the Pats after the big Bills win. Let's finish it up with another strong week and end the run. We lose to the Pats. You know, like we've had so many post by failures or just big game failures, you know, after the Dallas game. Remember with Sam Darnold in his mono year, we beat the Cowboys. We're all excited seeing ghost game was the next week. So like we've had so many big disappointments where, yeah, it would be nice for the Jets to come out and whoop the Giants ass. Like, and, and talking about like, Oh, it's an easy game. We thought the Broncos was going to be an easy game. If they didn't stop Russell Wilson on that, on that last drive um, or the, you know, the, the forced fumble by Quincy Williams, they have a chance to go down the, the, the field and score a touchdown and win that game. It's like, no, no game is a, is a gimme. Who's um, the only guy in this offense that like really might scare you a little bit. It's probably Darren Waller, but and. The Jets historically have been so bad against tight ends, and we would like get killed by tight ends, especially during the Rex year. You really haven't been killed this year, minus. I'm not worried about it at all. Like with, with yeah, blown coverages. With, That's it, though. With the linebackers we have right now, like you know, I want to talk about yeah, guys bullshit. carrying, like you know, Quincy, you know, carrying guys up the seam and stuff. Man, he can run with anybody. So, you know, they were really good passing stuff off this week. Like there was very little dead time between passing zone coverages off and stuff. Like it was very, very in sync. Um, but yeah, I I, I, how does Saquon look this year? Um, I know, I know he popped off a little bit last week. Like he had some big plays, but I don't know how he's looked the entire year to be transparent. But um, by the way, Joe, I I did put the chat thing in. Did you ever project it on the screen? Yeah, I can see. It. I'm not gonna pull up yet though. Oh, okay. um, and, and we'll get to the Giants a little bit. But yeah, with that being said, the next three, right? So people have been breaking down to the next three, minimum two and one, right? At the bare minimum, and you're hoping for three for th- uh, for three and oh, then you're heading into. So we got the Giants, Chargers following Chargers. that. Is that what you said? Yeah, Giants, Chargers, Raiders. And then after that, I think it's Buffalo home against Miami. I mean, dude, so you're hoping to go into I want, those games. I want three and oh, man. But yeah, two and one. If you don't have two, two and one, one over the stretch, it is a disappointment. 
if you're one and two over the stretch, it's massive, massive disappointment because then you go, okay, now you're going into, you know, the Dolphins and Bills, uh, you know, back-to-back weeks and you're one at that point, you're four and five. And then even if you split those games, you're still five and six at that point and you're, and you're fighting an uphill battle to get to the playoffs. So um, two and one minimum, hope for six and three, dude. They're, they're a better team than the Giants. The Chargers offense is Herbert when pressured. He he chucks some balls up there, and they're obviously what two and four this year. I believe they had a bye last week, so they're not coming out the gates hot. And Stan- Stanley makes plenty of questionable head coaching decisions in terms of like going forward and timeouts and whatever else. And the Raiders suck. Like the Jets are better than these three teams. Let's beat at least two of them. Hope for three. So yeah, um, I'm, I'm completely with you. The sneakers. Sure the Raiders suck, but I mean they did beat a team that beat us, and. You know, the Jets didn't have a necessarily easy win against the Broncos. I mean, like this is the NFL, and listen, the Raiders, they don't have Chandler Jones because I don't know what the hell's going on with him. Uh, who else do they have rushing the passer? Obviously, Crosby's really good, but so it was scary thinking having those both those guys coming off the edge. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a fan of Garoppolo personally, and not, is, he even gonna, is he even going to play in the game? Like he, guys, always getting hurt. Jimmy Garoppolo behind that offensive line versus our, versus our defensive line. I just, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't see it. But um, let's see. Uh, at the time, I was screaming at the TV for Holy. Wait, do we do, we do that one super chat um, from? Oh shit! Yeah, no, sorry, I clicked right past it. Beloved piece, I apologize. Um, I think that I, I think this is the best defense we'll have for a while. Guys like Huff Gardner, et cetera, will have to be paid. Do you guys think Ulbrich will get head coaching ne- interviews next offseason? Um, I think he'll get a few interviews, interviews yeah. but I don't think he'll get hired because he's under Sala. I think if he was under an offensive coach and the defense was performing like this, then maybe, but just because of that, I see him probably in interviews, but not being actually hired somewhere. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it depends on how far the jets went too, because you know, that the more success your team has and the deeper playoff run you, you have, that matters yeah. a lot. Like both the Eagles coordinators got hired as head coaches last off season. Now, do you think this is going to be our best? Do you think the 2023 Jets, and obviously there's a lot of prognosticating here and stuff, but 2023 Jets better than the 2024 Jets with, you know, in terms of like having to pay people and all that stuff. But who do they really have to, they don't really have to pay a lot of people next year. And you're, you're hoping that the Jets kind of go all in with Rodgers for one year. You're not going to assume he's going to play two years. You're getting rid of Lawson's money. You can get rid of Whitehead's money. So I think just having more flexibility, having the same defensive line you have pretty much going into – like if you retain the the entire same defensive line, Kyle, right, next year, which I think they can do, you bring back um, Quinton Jefferson, you bring back Solomon Thomas, you could probably bring back Al Woods for run stuffing, okay? Moses under contract, Quincy's under contract. Tony Adams is under contract. You get rid of Whitehead. You give his money some his money to somebody halfway decent. Reed's under contract next year. Michael Carter, Michael Carter, I think he had to pay, right? No, he's he, this is his third year, so he has another year left next year. So I think you replace Lawson or you don't, and you probably get a better safety next year. So the, the twenty twenty four just actually might be better. I think the twenty twenty four just will be better, especially when you can McDonald's that, that developing the quarterback, the quarterback should be better. Um, no, no, defense, defense, defense. Oh, we're just talking about the defense. Um, yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I think twenty twenty four should be better. And plus, right, listen, because, like, if they're if they're a potential Super Bowl contending team, yeah, you, you want to talk about off season splashes and stuff, trades. You no, know, there's, dude, the NFL nowadays more so than like kind of when we were growing up. There's so many more big names that get moved. In how trades. does Byard get traded for a fifth and a sixth round pick? Yeah, and, okay. and Edmonds, like, what 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 are we what is going on here? Two time All Pro, right? Um, he's still a good player. Yeah. So 
and the rich get richer. So like, you know, again, and who's making moves like that? It's teams like the Eagles, like the Jets, especially if you're going to have Rodgers, of course you're going all in. You know, mm-hmm. you think that they're going to rest on their laurels and say, oh, okay, we're fine on defense. We don't need to add anybody. I mean, maybe. Maybe they might want to focus all the resources into offense, but teams who go all in, they really go all in. So they could definitely add another piece on this defense. Who who that might be, I'm not sure, but yeah, yeah I would yeah. say 2024 would probably be better. And another year of JJ developing as a pass rusher. Another year as of of uh, McDonald developing as a pass rusher. Maybe he's 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 used more next year. You hope that you re-sign Huff, which is a priority, and I think that's something the Jets need to get done. You bring back Quentin Jefferson for not a lot of money. Okay, so who's really leaving? You know, you get you're getting rid of Lawson. And Whitehead is is hopefully not back next year, but not, he's a big thing to replace. So I think they'll actually be better next year. Um, but post that, then it's hey Joe. He had the game winning pass breakup. Joe, stop shitting on him. He did have that that one pass breakup was actually nice by 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 Jordan Whitehead. But um, with that being said, it's they're not yeah they're not really losing a lot of a lot of guys next year. Um, now post that, then you have to pay Michael Carter and then Sauce and then and then oh, JJ and here's all the other thing you have to consider Quincy. too. Who the hell knows how Rodgers is going to bounce back from this injury? You're hoping it's going to be fine and, you know, go all in. But then how many more years is it going to give you? He said this was going to be a multiple-year thing, but it is already going to be a multiple-year thing. He never committed to three years or anything like that. Zach Wilson keeps getting better, and we see a whole season of him this year, and, you know, we're pleasantly surprised. Do you pick up his fifth-year option? Because if you pick up his fifth-year option, second overall pick, that's not cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, I was like, I was like, I was listening to you, but like, you kind of blanked out cause I was trying to read a chat, but then it hurt my, it hurt my head. So <laughs> just for context, this is what I was, re- I, I don't, I don't know if this is, um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to answer this one, but I was reading, it's kind of hurting my brain. And then like you were talking, I was like, Oh, I don't, it did confuse me a little bit. So, um, I don't really know. So are we I've reading seen, this chat? Or, or no, no, that, that's, that's okay. what I was reading. Um, uh, I've seen some fans be critical of JFM. I think his film tells a different story than his stats. Dude, on the JFM's film has been good. His yeah, film has been good. good. Like he's been. I, I, this has been his best year minus his D tackle year, in my opinion. I, yeah, I think this has been his best year overall. I mean, like he's asked to do quite a bit. He moves all over the place, and I think he's done good wherever he's played. And I've said this for so many years, man, dude. Whenever he's over a tight end. There is not a tight end in this league that can even, you know, try to block him. I mean, like, he doesn't just, like, move them and win reps. He destroys them. Like, he absolutely, like, obliterates plays where tight ends are asked to block him. But then, like, okay, the Jets got really lucky. I hate to say that when talking about an injury when Lane Johnson went down. But whoever that backup was, man, like, I mean, that guy was getting abused all day. And a lot of times it was JFM beating him. Other times it was Bryce Huff. Sometimes it was... JJ, but uh, yeah, no, JFM, he's been on a tear uh, all year. Like, I, I can't think of any game this year where JFM had like a quiet game or like a bad There was game. one there game, Rob, like he didn't show up with t- maybe with a, it was the Broncos. Was Dallas. No, 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 not Dallas. It was either the Broncos or um, the Pats where I was like, he was a little bit quiet, but still was fine. But he's been, he's been good this year for sure, for sure. Like, that's his most disappointing. His bull rush has been ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So, um, okay. Uh, I, there's something in here I, I wanted to highlight, but then I completely, I completely lost it. Somebody said 50-50. Terms of, yeah, Jones versus Taylor is a good. It, it, it's a good uh, Winker bet retired in, in 2005. Yeah, I thought it was like like four, five, six somewhere around there. Um, but uh, oh yeah, somebody mentioned before. I think it was it was either Lionheart or Rivka who said that. Well, you said you're Price, not going to call him Lionheart. 
What the hell, Joe? Yeah, no, no, no. Eagle thing. Um, Bryce Love is the first dominant edge rusher the Jets have had since Abraham, right? That's not, that's not even a conversation at, at this point. He's been he's been killing it. So, um, yeah, Megatron is definitely a top. He was insane. Oh, there's plenty of good. We could talk about old receivers, old running backs, and stuff all day. Like that's that's I, I love like the 2000s football. That's that was the best. So Moss, Harrison, and Megatron for me. Jesus, Rob Moore greater than Kotri. All right, I was a little bit young. Rob Moore was before him though, right? So I, you know. Y'all, y'all are miscalculated. You're back. What's up to Chris, uh, Christian? Harrison creeps me out because his reputation off the field. Harrison, Marvin Harrison. What, does he have a weird reputation off the field? Is he doing some Mar- Marv Albert biting, biting females and stuff? Wasn't that Marv Albert's thing? Sorry if I'm speaking out of turn off. I'm 100 right, but I think he bit like a hooker or something crazy like that. Marv Albert, but I could be wrong. It could be somebody else, but I think that's Marv Albert. Um. All right, let's see. Coles and Santana Moss were both 100-catch wide receivers. Don't correct me if I'm wrong. Did they ever have – I don't know. I, I would say no. Coles had definitely had over 100 catches. Like, I know Jets, that – Yeah. It's funny. Like, look at some of Coles' stats when he was with the Redskins. He he caught a lot of balls, but, like, his yards per catch were quite low. Yeah. I'm, what what was his biggest catch here with the? Can you look that up, Kyle? Lavernius uh, Coles. I mean, what's, what was his max catches? I, I don't know if I don't, I don't think he had over hundred. Uh, I was gonna say I don't think it was hundred. I think that's what they asked. Well, maybe with. Um, we never had good enough quarterbacks to get guys hundred catches, right? Like that's just you have to have a quarterback as well for that. So, Charles Henderson, is it me or do we have the worst wide receiver room in the league? I would no look, dude. Look who we're playing this week. You know, like there there are there's worse out there for sure. Um, I don't Lavernius had a couple like 90 catch seasons. He had a 90, a 91. He had an 89, an 82. Yeah. So, but not a hundred, but certainly close. And in yeah. those era, that era, you know, not bad. Yeah. Is it um, worse? Just look at the Giants. The Giants are worse, right? You're taking the Jets over the Giants. You're taking the Jets over the Pats. So, like, there's definitely teams if we if we deciphered or went through all the teams that we could say the Jets are are, are better than. I'm yeah, taking the, the Pats Jets are over, over here. Like. The Cardinals, like ideally, you know, the Cardinals. Think, about any, think about any receiver on the Pats. Is there any receiver on the Pats that you would say, oh, I'm glad he's my number two. I feel very good that he's my number two. Yeah. So, like, so they like, should, do they have a good number two? two? No, they don't. And they don't have, and they certainly don't have a one. Yeah. Kyle, want to do a list real quick? Let, let's just say team. Let, I'll, I'll ignore the ones who are, they're definitely better than, but, you know, stop me when I'm, when they're not better than this team, but the Cardinals. The Ravens, I think, is arguable. We can argue, we can argue that if we want, but I'm taking the Jets over anybody they have because of Garrett Wilson. The Falcons, I'm taking, I'm taking the Jets. So that's at least three teams. The 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 Panthers are four. That's another team. Yeah, they're the, really for a receiver right now. The Bears, that's five. You know, at the minimum. Um, what about the Saints? I know they got Olave, but you know, Mr. Reckless driving. Yeah. I play for the Saints. Yeah. The Saints, the, even like the uh, the Browns, okay, they have yeah the, the Browns you can argue because of Cooper, but I'll take I'll take Wilson over Cooper. Then you have Elijah Moore in there. The Texans, the Colts, the Packers. There, th- yeah, the Jets aren't so so bad at, at receiver. It's just they need a three. It's not about the one. It's not even that's about the two. It's the three. So, um, but you can't be trotting Randall Cobb out there as much no, as you are. Absolutely not. But yeah, those worse. The Giants, the, the Pats again. All the other teams we were talking about. Somebody's, uh, I'm. I'm trying, Alice. I'm trying to decipher what really you're saying. Like I don't, yeah, I don't have know. going on with tight end right now. Like, I, I like this tight end room. So, uh-huh. um, the office has to communicate and execute in the red zone as a unit, uh, ideally. 
<laughs> Ideally, that was a normal block, dude. I got I've gotten lit up in high school football by those blocks. The people coming back, <laughs> like, oh my god. I think I think it's a part of football, dude. Like you have to be tracking the ball with, with awareness, in my opinion. That's just how the game is played. You know, same thing. The defenseless yeah, I mean, receiver. Like, I'm trying to knock yeah, that ball out. It's totally unreasonable Ooh. if a guy hits you in the back. But I mean, like he, I mean, like he came from the front of you. Like, yeah, maybe sure it wasn't in your, like you know, maybe you could see him a little bit from your peripheral vision. But like he is in the field of sight. I don't know. Hmm. Art saying Harrison allegedly killed somebody. An incredible com- commenter said, yeah, Marv Albert definitely bit a hooker. So I I, I hope he's right because I don't want to be wrong and speak out of turn about Marv Albert. I actually like his announcing, but yeah, uh, biting hookers is not is not a smart idea. So the, the diseases you can get from that is just risky at, at, in general, right? Like what a, what a psychopath. Um, so Kyle, moving on from that, we caught up, we caught up to the chat. So um we run through the defense. We kind of ran through it quickly. I don't know if there's anything from the defensive side of the ball you want to add, like specific. We talked about JFM, JJ again. Hell of a job with the bull rush. Hell of a job with uh, some pass deflections. The one pass his, his effort in motor on a, on a down to down basis is really impressive, and that's certainly yeah. one thing you can always control. He does have natural talent and stuff, for sure. I I really don't want to doubt this guy. So like I know we've been very critical of him. I think justifiably so because hey, listen, if you have talent, I'm gonna want you to be good. If my team spend a first round pick on you, trade it up to get you, I'm gonna want you to be good. Uh I'm not gonna bet against him because clearly he's got a good work ethic. And I think that I didn't watch that show last chance you or whatever, but I know some people said, Oh, I was a fan of him from watching that show or whatever. So seems like the guy's got the work ethic and stuff. I see the motor when I watch the tape. I see the work ethic. Uh, obviously, the talent's there. Just look at some of the combine numbers and stuff. The 10-yard split, 40-yard dash. Uh, you know, So he might not ever be the best pass rusher. Let's just talk about this for a moment. He needs to keep working that speed to power thing. Eventually, you know, like uh, tackles are going to have to respect it more and more and more and know that they're going to know that that's his go-to. And then, okay, you've been setting it up all game. You've been hitting with the bull rush all game. Yeah, yeah, You're still getting – and, and then, okay, now you hit the spin move inside. And the guy totally wasn't expecting it, and you just got a big sack on third down, right? Like, so in due time, just keep keep doing what works, JJ. And then as time goes on, you can continue to work those other things in practice. Don't necessarily throw them in games just yet. I think it can come all together for him in due time. Yeah, I, I think that's the next step. You know, decisiveness now with the bull rush and him becoming more uh, of a bull rusher, and then use some of that speed. You know, that or the, uh, their power to speed type of stuff instead of the speed of power stuff. You know, set up the set up the outside with you know softening him to the inside with uh, with the threat of a bull rush or something like that. So um, yeah, he was good again. JFM was good. Quincy, they're <clears throat> they're all good. Front seven, great. We talk about the offensive line. Receivers, good. Garrett Wilson, huge. That huge catch down that on the sideline was obviously was obviously awesome. Um, Cobb had a drop. Lazard had the block, the illegal block. He had the drop, so not good from those guys. Hardman had that one play where, in my opinion, that speed out Kyle on a first down. I don't know if you. I, I, yeah, I know what you're talking do. about, which could have He's been. Well, no, he stops running his route though. Uh, Hardman, like he's he 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 kind of he kind of gears down on a speed out. Can you pull exactly? Yeah. Uh, do Do you remember exactly when it was? Because I don't. I'm not gonna. Re- I don't remember exactly when that play was. It's it's, it's kind of like this is when Garrett wasn't... Wilson went down. So this would probably be later in in no maybe not later in the game. Was it yeah. when Garrett Wilson went down? Because they really don't play hard. I mean, that's I know that's why Hardman was in the game. 
No, uh, for I the most it. part, playing some reps. Yeah, I, I I got it. It was actually relatively early in the game. Um, okay, I think it was play fourteen. No screen. No, it was this. It was this play. Okay, this is this is the play. We're at the, at the at the top of this. He he, he gears down. You want to continue, see him continue to run that? That it's a little bit laggy right now because <clears throat> of my computer's running a million things. But if you look right, at the place, play, can you play the the wide angle once more? If you play it, the placements, dude, it's that's a good throw. That's that's yeah, two his outside right, hand right. right out of the reach. So it's a really good throw from Zach Wilson. But if you look, you want him to continue this route. Like he, he gears down a little bit looking for the ball. It's a speed out. You know that guy's gonna be driving down that route. You need to continue to the sideline. He isn't he doesn't complete the route, and then the ball is too far. And by the way, if this, is the, with one hand. if this is a catch, this defender's diving right here. How much yards can he turn up for? Could he potentially he probably, he probably runs out of bounds like with his momentum, to be completely honest? Yeah, but if he can make a good move, he can maybe cut in the inside and yeah. beat that slow safety. And, Potentially. You know, maybe, maybe house. I mean, like, Hardman is pretty good with the ball in his hands. And we yeah. saw him have a nice punt return when he went back to the Chiefs just recently. So, yeah, I mean, like, listen, those are the types of, like, good teams capitalize on plays like that. They don't leave them, mm-hmm. like, you know, you don't get nil, you know. You, you, you take a play like that. Listen, the defender kind of makes a mistake. He tries to – Die for the ball, misses it, turn it into some big play. Yeah, it was it was a pretty solid throw, and yeah, so not good from the receiving core minus uh, minus Garrett Wilson. Um, we talked about the offensive line, the running backs, fine, right, fine, nothing, nothing really crazy from Brees Hall in, in in this game. He had a couple catches for a decent amount of yards, but that's about it. Um, the tight ends, Kyle, Tyler Cook, uh, Tyler, Tyler Cooklin, Tyler Conklin. The last couple of weeks has been showing up a little His bit. rocker. His rocker showing up, you know, his yak is showing up a little bit. He had that one really almost catch yeah, um, yak, out of bounds. Yak with the Jets these past couple games looks better than anything he did in Minnesota, truthfully. If he was having this year, last year, when we had like that jersey kind of bet thing for, for Christmas, at this point, you think if he continued this, you'd, you'd be like, okay, maybe it's worth a jersey, you know? Because he's kind yeah. of he's kind of what I expected him to be last year. This year, he just, he's not having the drop problems. He's not having fumbles. And now, shocker, people people like Conklin again. But this is who Conklin was with the, with the with the uh, Vikings. Plus, when you consider the act, yeah, yeah. So now, um, past that, Kyle. Um, oh, sorry, I, I thought I thought you were hesitating. Uh, Rucker, you know, um, he did have a pretty solid catch on a screen and managed to you know run for some good yak and get the first down. And uh, he's been the dude gives lots of effort on blocking plays down mm-hmm. and down. So, um, so we'll get to the Giants game. So we'll, we'll end at nine. But uh, Zach Wilson, I this is kind of like last week was maybe a, a B minus. I think we kind of talked it up to this week was like a C plus. Again, nothing too risky. I there was a few drives at the end of the first half there where I want to maybe see him take a shot or two. And even that play where he threw the Harbin. Um, just based on the, on the look and I go over it, um, where you had kind of three V three there. And I know that the, the linebacker was there and maybe he would drop into coverage just based on how they were lined up. I would like to see him check that linebacker first, throw that ball, that ball to Dalvin cook. If that linebacker doesn't blitz, then you go to Harbin. So I'd like to see him read that linebacker on that play because then it was a three V three situation or a four V three situation, three blockers versus three defenders with Dalvin cook. So just read that linebacker. He didn't. Um, but past that, I don't think he had like a lot of missed open guys or anything like that. Like there were some throws. I was like, Ooh, a really good quarterback. Rogers hits that Mahomes hits that Zach Wilson being a little bit hesitant. Maybe didn't see the, um, you know, or anticipate the, 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 the gap in his own coverage or whatever it might've been for that, for that individual play, but just okay. Right. No turnovers, like 180 yards, whatever it was, 190 yards. Um, you know, didn't take any big risks. Just okay. C plus, right. 
and a couple scrambles for first downs or close to it, you know, yeah. diving forward, you know. Mm-hmm. I, and we can, I think, both agree and honestly say this. 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers doesn't have the juice in his legs that, that you know, 23, 24-year-old oh, Greg yeah. Wilson does. So, you know, granted, <laughs> sometimes when Zach does bail out and is scrambling because he missed a read or whatever, but, you know, sometimes – when you drop back three, five steps, it's just not there sometimes. And sometimes, you know, it is convenient if you do have that part to your game. So, you know, obviously that's what killed us when we played Mahomes because Mahomes didn't do too much passing against us, but he did hurt us with his legs. So it is a nice piece to have his game, and he did have a couple of those this game. He's had a couple mm-hmm. of those pretty much every week. So I think I think it was Sneakers the Boots in one of the in one of the uh film shows, like something or, or I think it's actually after our stream was like we kind of talk a lot about the players who are disappointing or, or or whatever. Let's talk about some of the people who have surprised you. So I gave him a couple of people who surprised me. Um I believe in the comments. So Sneaker the Boots, if you didn't see that. But um who are who are your guys most who's your most underrated player right now for for the Jets? Um season or from based on this past it's, game? I, I think i think underrated is always harder than overrated because i think fans especially jets fans tend to overrate their players even if they do suck they you know sometimes every fan base overrates their fan uh their like, certain like, players like last year national recognition last year conklin wasn't good but he was definitely like underrated by people in my opinion um so that was a good answer for for last year but this year um nobody on defense is really coming to mind. Maybe Quentin Jefferson would be like the first guy on, on defense who I, who I think has been maybe a little bit better than some maybe people. Maybe say Connor McGovern at center because people just hate yeah. that guy. They always have hated that guy. Yeah, I would say McGovern at center or or Quentin Jefferson at, at, at D-tackle if I had to answer that question right now. Or some people I don't think realize how good Michael, uh, Michael Carter has been really good this year too, actually. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Michael that's, Carter, the second? The second, yeah, yeah. And it, dude, even Michael, actually underrated right now, Michael Carter pass protection on offense has been good this year. And people are talking about you know cutting him. So Michael, I think Michael Carter, the running back, is actually probably a better answer. You know, so yeah. And even, and even if just of your boy MC MC two MC two had to play a little bit on the boundary this week too. So you know, yeah, goes to him. yeah, well, yeah, wild, right? And like Bryce Bryce Hall was a guy who was underrated. I would say a few weeks ago by fans, but the fact that he's come in for two weeks and actually held down the spot pretty well. I know the, the one play had a really bad missed tackle versus AJ Brown, um, but past that, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't. I think huge he run. Like, yeah, huge run. But I think Nani put out he was other than that throw, um, which I don't think would actually be completion on him if I had to chart it uh, based on my recollection of the play. I could be wrong if maybe if I went back and watched it, but uh, it wasn't like a, a big reception that was allowed on him. It was yak, so he needed to make that tackle. But overall, like I think he was uh, Hertz was like three for seven for twenty or thirty yards past that one play. Um, so he was even good, and he was underrated previously. But now I think fans kind of view him as corner four again, maybe even over Eccles and people want to get rid of this guy, which I thought was crazy. His, his arc from being a, like an okay starter with us for those few games he had his rookie year to having a few bad plays in preseason or during, or, or during the season to him, like, or yeah, from being like a rookie sensation sensation to having a few bad plays to being a scrub. We want to cut was wild to me. Like the Bryce Hall hate last year was always a little bit overborn or overboard. Right. Uh I think I even played into that a little bit too. So I don't want to act like I'm innocent. (laughs) So uh, I was was definitely harsh on him for getting beat for that touchdown against the Ravens. But but it it was a good coverage. Like it was, it was good coverage and excellent catch. Like it's not a play where he's, you know, he's getting beat by five yards, like blame him for that stuff. But when he's getting, when he's getting beat, because you know, the guy made an excellent play, you can't kill him. 
It was an excellent play. It, it was an excellent play, especially the throw, catch two. But, I mean, it's like, is there any defense for a perfect throw? Yeah, if you don't allow it to be a perfect throw. And I don't know. I feel like it's, it's we're going back a while now. But my whole thing with, with Bryce is, like, sometimes, it, you know, his makeup speed is just not there. Oh, no, you know? no, you know, it's it's not, but he's also, I think he's a more technically savvy player than Eccles is. So Eccles might give you the big play, but he might also, he might also, he's just a little bit more vol- vol- uh, volatile, in my opinion, than, than than Bryce might be. But uh, Kyle, we have five minutes left. So we're going to do the, just, we'll do overall thoughts on the offense and just looking at their depth chart. We'll do overall thoughts on the defense. We'll kind of give our score lightning around it a little bit, but uh, looking at the Giants offense, uh, like we kind of already talked about it. Like, where are we scared here? I, I you know, I, Obviously, the Jets have gotten beat up somewhat by tight end this year. More busted plays than actually like getting beat one on one. So as long as they're they have their assignments down and stuff, you you hope not see the busting coverages. But still, okay, Waller, pretty good player. Past that, you know, Saquon Barkley is a good player, but he's running up. He's running behind an offensive line that has an injured Andrew Thomas, an injured you know Michael Schmitz, and an injured Evan Neal. And even if all those guys play, I don't think they're a good offensive line. So. You know, your, your primary or one of your primary weapons is behind a, a shit poor offensive line, which we saw, you know, Jets with the Le'Veon Bell stuff. And when he came to the Jets, obviously, you know, Barkley's a better player than Le'Veon, but you don't want to have a stud running back behind a bad offensive line. So where are the Giants scoring points points on the Jets here? Like, I don't I don't know how they're going to how they're going to put a touchdown tree together. I completely agree with you. And. You know, sometimes like, you know, they would say, oh, trap game, trap game. Sometimes you're a defense and, you know, you start feeling your oats and you start thinking like, oh, man, like we just shut down the Super Bowl Eagles who put up 35 in a Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs, blah, 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 blah. You know, and sometimes you can sleep on an offense like this and these guys are still professionals. So, you know, I just hope it's not something like that. But, yeah, I mean, like, you know, they should get some reinforcements on the offensive line. Obviously, getting Andrew Thomas back is huge, but, Uh you know, a name we haven't mentioned yet, um, Isaiah Hodgins. Uh, he was pretty solid last year after they acquired him from Buffalo. I haven't heard anything from him this year. Sterling Shepard's always hurt. Uh, Slayton, he's been like a, a, you know, as far as where they drafted him, he's been a fine player for a fifth round pick. They have a bunch of threes, right? Like threes or fours. Like that, they're, they're a bunch of threes or fours, this this team. It's, they, yeah. I don't think they have a two. And even, even Waller, like Waller, apparently like, he was tearing it up in preseason. Yeah, I had a very good uh, stint in uh, the Raiders, but I mean, he hasn't really done much this year. So, and he, he had a, he had a, a good game last week. I got I think against the, the Commanders, but okay. But even if, but even if, where are they scoring? So, uh, Kyle, I want to scroll down to the to the defense, and again, this is kind of the thing I I, I said where you, you know you you see some numbers out there that they're they're inside linebacker duo. Of uh, or their linebacker duo of McFadden and Okariki are actually playing pretty well. Um, now, how well will be the judge of that this week? Their defensive line is pretty good, obviously Williams, Lawrence, um, and then having uh, Thibodeau, who's come on a little bit in, in recent weeks. That's the concern against you know the right side of the, the Jets' offensive line. But you know, past uh, de- good defensive line, decent linebackers, but their safeties, Xavier, eh, their safeties are actually okay. I, I, I think the Giants could be a decent defense. I just don't think they have a good offense. And their defense has shown up the last couple of weeks where they held the Bills to under like 15 points or 20 points. Was it like, did they score like 12 or 14 or something like that against the Giants? I forget exactly what the score was, but they held them down. The commanders, they only let up seven points or, or they, they only let them score seven points. And they're still obviously an NFL offense. So the defense is actually decent. It's just, if you could, 
maybe um, run the ball a little bit on this defense, which I think is some of their weaknesses. Run the ball, throw the, the ball against their corners. You know, I don't know who's guarding Garrett Wilson out of a Dory Jackson, Trey, Trey Hawkins, or Deontay Banks, who's a rookie. I think Deontay Banks actually said that he was a fan of, of Garrett Wilson. I think he cooked him in college, I believe. Maybe I heard that wrong. Um, so solid players, but I think the Jets can run the ball on this defense considering their numbers. And I think that, uh, you, you force the ball a little bit to, to Garrett Wilson versus whoever is, um, is playing versus him and the giants blitz so much that, Hey, you know, you get Garrett Wilson one-on-one on a slant and they blitz on that play. He breaks one tackle. He could be gone. So, uh, yeah. I think it's going to be, I think it's gonna be a little bit of a grounded out game, but run the ball. Um, but also when, when you, when you do pass, I would, I would force feed the ball a little bit to Garrett Wilson and hope he gets some yak versus blitzing defense. Have to be aware of all your all of your hot your your hot routes and all that stuff versus Giants defense who blitzes more than I think anybody in the league at this point. Garrett Wilson is too good and has way too much talent to have as few receptions and yards and touchdowns as he has early in this season. So yes, you got to start force feeding him the ball, start designing more plays. You know where he's the you know primary read and you know be the consequences of it may. You know if it's it's a if it's a 50-50 ball, throw the damn ball anyway. Trust your man to get it. He did it mm-hmm. last week. So, yeah, I agree with you, man. Yeah, uh, we chucked, chucked it up twice to Garrett Wilson, right, on the sideline right there. Garrett Wilson made a great play. He chucked it up to him in the front left corner of the – or the front left uh, corner of the pylon. Or is it? Can it be a front left corner? I don't think it could be a front left corner. The front – yeah, the front corner of the pylon, right? Um, that, that ball, he almost, he almost caught. That was a, um, with yeah. one hand. So, yeah, I would I would, I would chuck up and a little bit more. Dude, a little bit more chemistry with these guys. Like, you know, I mean, Zach yeah. was not supposed to be the starter this year. They might start hitting some of those you know, mm-hmm. as the season goes on. So, so what are your overall thoughts? I kind of, I kind of rambled on there about the giants defense, but uh, what, what are your thoughts? Their Kyle? defense scares me much more than their offense. Um, especially when we consider we, we have Zach, but uh, you know, um, I don't think this is going to be a high scoring game for the jets. Uh, you know, if they can score two touchdowns offensively, I think that that would, I would take it, uh, yeah. you know, two offensive touchdowns, a couple field goals, two, three field goals. You know, yep. if they can get in the twenties, you know, are, are the Giants mm-hmm. going to put up uh, twenty against the Jets? I don't think so. I'll go with a score of, let's see, I'll say twenty-three Jets and ten Giants. Okay, we're pretty we're pretty close there, Kyle. Um, now I'm yeah. hoping the Jets don't come out. Oh yeah, yeah. am I still? Uh, okay, yeah, you broke up a little bit of my screen. I can I hear you now. Me. I just it was a long pause. Okay. Okay, yeah, you broke up on mine, and I probably broke up on yours. So I don't know whose fault that was exactly, but regardless, we're back. Um, yeah, it's 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 a game where you don't you hope it's not like the Broncos and they take care of business a little bit early against the against the Giants, and they really use this Eagles game to to catapult them forward. And you hope it's not the exact opposite where the Jets are maybe feeling themselves after the bye week, they're overconfident and they don't come out and play. You hope that doesn't happen and they start fast. Um, I'm going to be a Jets optimist. This week, Kyle, I'm going to say 20 to nine. I don't know where the Giants score a touchdown. Uh, I see them limiting them to a couple of field goals. Um, I, I would sign the dot line for 20 points against this against this Giants team because the Jets defense. You know, talking about shutting or, or shutting down Hurts. You shut down, you know, Allen. You shut down um, Mahomes for the for the most part, minus the rushing game. Yeah, you had a bad game versus you know Hurts and Russell Wilson carved you up a little bit more than you wanted to in the run game. But I just don't see this Giants offense with no receivers. And no offensive line being able to score, I just don't see what's the big, you know. Again, I don't think Waller's enough to overcome it. So, Giants three field goals, Jets two touchdowns, two field goals, win the game. Hope they freaking knock the shit out of them right, right off the jump, and it's seventeen to three, and then we don't have to worry about it for the rest of the game. Um, 
I am I'm a Bryce Hall fan, but he didn't play the ball well on TD last year. Okay, yeah, I, again, he was he was right there, but nonetheless, um, Kyle, last thoughts or words for the uh, for the for the chat here? Or, people pretty much bailed out at this point, <laughs> but um, nonetheless. Mm. It's just a plea to the Jets, please beat the Giants because they haven't beat us since 2011. So I like hanging yeah. that over Giants fans. Please beat them. So for several more years, I could say you haven't beat us since 2011. That and like it's if they knock on wood, like if they were to lose this this game, then you go into Chargers, the Chargers game, and like you're you're so much more down. And then if they lose that game, then it kind of just spirals downward potentially, which maybe not down, like not, not spirals downwards, like crash and burn type of season, but. You lose this game. There's a lot more pressure on that Chargers game next week, and they're a team who could beat you. You know, obviously with, with Herbert, they could they could beat you know potentially anybody. So this is not a must win, but it's pretty pretty damn close, right? Like let's take care of the teams we're supposed to beat. Let's stack some wins. Let's get into the fucking playoffs. So um, yeah, beat beat the Giants. We will be back uh, next week to talk about 